Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds argue with each other. <laughs> All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs>Welcome to the Super Pond Hero Cast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Bonus episode. I'm Casey Ryan. I'm Todd Panic, and, and we, we watched, watched the, the Prestige. Prestige. Oh, that was good. Better yeah. than last night. Yeah. So this is a Patreon episode. Hello, Patreon subscribers. Thank you. Thank you for your patronage. So interestingly, this is our second season of Patreon, mm-hmm. which corresponds with our third season of the regular podcast. Mm-hmm. But much like we did in our first season of Patreon, which yeah. was every other month dropping a full episode on a movie outside the norm. So not not their superhero genre. Edna's very happy. No capes. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. So we had a theme there. We picked holiday-themed movies, right? <laughs> so uh, it, it proved challenging a couple times. A couple times. The Monster Squad through Jaws. That was mm-hmm. a fun run. It was. But we're starting up our second season, or second yeah, second season of Patreon. Yep. Uh, we've got a slightly different theme. What's our theme this season, Casey? This season, we're going to do known and unknown. It's going to be a movie that one of us has seen, and then it's going to be a movie that the other one hasn't, and then we're going to flip-flop. So yeah. tonight, I, A, have seen this movie. You love this bunch. movie. This is Christopher Nolan's best film, in uh, my personal opinion. You know what? That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm it, right it, with you on it's that. It's super strong. Like, we talked about it in Batman Begins. The Batman movies are great police movies that just happen to have a guy just like sure, a bat. Sure, like, sure. Not superhero movies. No, yeah. no, they're good. They're good. And yeah, oh, Christian absolutely. Bale is great. Christian Bale is great in this too. Yep. But it's not Batman. Yeah, it's yeah. not the Batman it, that I know and love. You really have to think of it as entirely separate from the rest of the DC movies. Sure, absolutely. But this is Christopher Nolan doing a Nolan film. I this mean, is post-Batman Begins, yep. pre-Dark Knight. Yep. So he'd like kind of like, see, I can do this. And, and I think more importantly, this is post-Memento. Post-Memento, post-following uh, Insomnia, um, now Batman it, Begins, and then this. Now, I'm trying to think. So I saw Dunkirk. I saw Memento. Mm-hmm. This. I've seen Interstellar. Mm. Um, Interstellar, so good. The following ins- and Insomnia, I don't believe I've seen either of those. Does he... So. Clearly, Nolan likes telling stories, and he shuffles the scene order, right? So you're not reading well, a chronological yeah, story I mean, you start look to at finish. Batman Begins, definitely. 
Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's out true. Of, you know, disjointed in his storytelling. Sure. Um, yeah, the following kind of follows that same. It's a short film, yep. and it's what he brought to Cannes to say, hey, look at what this great little short film I made. By the way, I also want to make the Memento movie. Please give me money. Oh, no shit. And it worked. Brilliant. Memento and is it, a great film, too. And it's too. a great movie. Yeah, absolutely. Jarring the first time you watch Memento because you're like, why is it in black and white? Now it's in color. Wait, what? Yeah, well, you really need you really need to go into that taking notes. I mean, yeah. you really do. Or, uh-huh. or just plan, oh, I'm going to see this movie multiple times so I can figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and um, I said off mic, there's a twist in this movie that I didn't catch until this viewing. And I went, oh, uh, it's the, oh, yeah. he's the, oh, yeah. okay. It's, it, it's, it's great. So, it's so, so important, you just talked about a twist. Let's, let's get this right up uh, front. Hey, Bob. Spoiler alert. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, this is a spoiler-tastic episode. We, we, yeah. we sometimes say, hey, you should probably watch the movie before we talk about it. If you don't want this entire movie spoiled, stop. Stop. Watch the movie. We'll be here because yeah, time we'll is wait. not a construct in podcasting. No, 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 we'll just wait. We'll hang out. We'll have a couple of beers. Ooh. We got some beers. Wait a minute. Yeah. Are we going to do this drunk yeah. then? Well, is this going to be listen, Batman v Superman? Uh, you know, it could. <laughs> it could. No, but yeah, absolutely. Do not, do not, do not listen to this podcast until you've seen the movie. Unle- right. Unless your plan is, I don't care. I'm never going to see the movie. Or if I see it, I don't care if it gets spoiled because- like a lot of Nolan films, there's some intricacies that get unraveled. Oh my gosh, so many! Stop what you're doing if you if you haven't seen it. Just go watch it. We'll yeah. come back to it. And it's uh, God. Okay. okay. I want to talk about this movie. Yeah. So. All right. Okay. Uh, so since we are guys with beers talking about movies with capes, what are we drinking? Thanks, Bob. When we talked about doing this movie, I immediately knew what we were going to drink. Oh. So at our branching out. Bottle Shop, our favorite beer place in the central New York area here. Same street. They have a variety of McKellar Brewing Company's beers. Hmm. We drank a McKellar San Diego with our season three premiere, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. We drank Hang In There. Oh, right. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. McKellar is a, the original company's from Denmark, right? So McKellar in 2006, he was a man and physics teacher that started experimenting with hops, malt, and yeast back home in his kitchen in Copenhagen. Today, Mikkelborg, Mikkelborg, huh, no, this hit me last time. Today, Mikkelborg Bjergsen, yeah, sure, exports his microbrewed beer to 40 different countries and is internationally acclaimed as one of the most innovative and cutting-edge brewers in the world. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a few different McKellar operations here. So the Spider-Man beer was from McKellar, San Diego. Okay. This is McKellar, New York City. Oh. The beer we were going to drink was McKellar's Staff Magicians. <laughs> Perfect. Sadly, great. they were out. Oh. I walked in. I told Carissa what I was looking for. I started walking right towards the McKellar. She goes, we don't have it. I was like, damn it. <laughs> oh, no. And they've had it there for a while. So so clearly, but uh, instead, oh, I'm very excited. in this movie, both Wolverine and Batman wear a variety of hats, as it were. <laughs> Later in the movie, as they each grow into their stage personas, mm-hmm, Hugh Jackman Angier is the, the great Danton. The great Danton. Mm-hmm. And you just said, uh, Bro, Brab, the Borden, Borden, oh, Borden becomes is, uh, the professor. The professor. Yes. So, uh, our beer this evening oh. is a, it's another session IPA. So we just recorded last night. We drank mm. a session IPA, so a little bit lower. This session IPA is brewed with. Um, Plum, blueberry, and hibiscus, and it was. And the beer is. It was Professor Plum. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be so good. So uh, great art. I love the artwork on the McKellar cans. Also, uh, a, cl- a, a nod to Clue, which is a mystery game, and this movie has a lot of mysteries yeah. in it. 
Absolutely. So the color of this is almost like a raspberry lemonade, but a, but like a hazy. Mmm. This looks like it's gonna be very tasty. The the plum there that makes total sense when you see it. It's. Oh, this smells so good. Well, let's uh, let's see how we did. Mmm. The 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 plum and the blueberry and everything are so wonderfully subtle. Yeah, it's not. I mean, session oh, beer. Oh, and there's like a lemon. Aftertaste That's there. That's probably the hibiscus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. That's a good beer. Yum, yum, yum. Now, I'll say this. It's definitely a, it's got a, a fruit forward flavor, so. But it's not like punching the face. Usually when you hear a fruit floor, for. Let's try that again. Usually when you hear a fruit for. Casey. Take three. Usually when you hear a fruit forward Fuck it. Oh this God. is all staying in. It's all staying in. Yeah. Uh, usually when you hear a beer that has a fruit forward taste. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, that has what kind of a fruit taste? Fruit forward. <laughs> <you> motherfucker. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm. it's like somebody poured the fruit into it and mm-hmm. mashed it up into it. This is so wonderfully subtle. Yeah. I'm really enjoying this. And really light. I mean, the session. So it's, yeah. I think it's about a 4% alcohol. The exact alcohol content is 4%. All right. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. That's good beer. All right. Oh, oh so uh, once again, you know, if you're in the central New York area, re- you really owe it to yourself to stop into branching out. And you really owe it to yourself to give Barley a good little pat on the head. Yes. Because he is awesome. He is. Okay, so we are hydrated, so that's good. <laughs> Nothing to talk about in terms of reshoots and reactions. Let's go through some quick production notes. Sure. I just had a couple. So just get into the background. So we talked about Christopher Nolan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he writes this and directs it. He's sure. co-writing it with his brother, Jonathan Nolan. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, you know, Jonathan uh, has some impressive credentials, and it's really Nolan properties, right? So Memento, Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, Terminator Salvation, Interstellar. Um, Now, this movie is based on a novel uh, from 1995 by a British author named Christopher Priest. He writes a lot of sci-fi stuff. Yeah, he sure does. Uh, Looked at this stuff. None of it was... um, I was not familiar with it. A couple things that were, like, vaguely familiar, Mm -hmm. but nothing that was, like, a marquee name. Yeah, I did the same thing when, when this movie came out. Uh, and I was like, oh, I've heard of this. I can't even think of any. But sure. like, I, I, I keep meaning to read this book. He's a Hugo-nominated science sure. fiction writer. He's won the um, BAFSA, which I believe is the Britain's science fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, I did read that this deviates significantly from the book, oh. so much so that because the particular twists and reveals in the movie are so critical, Christopher Nolan basically vetoed a tie-in novel with the movie Got like an adaptation that, didn't yeah, want people to, it, yeah yeah so money wise we always like, like to talk about that so it's a 2006 release a budget of 40 million dollars mm-hmm. and a worldwide box office of about 110 million so clearly a success there was no almost cast that i saw really and you very rarely see that with these outside of uh the batman trilogy uh-huh. like nolan doesn't see people unless he's absolutely sure he wants them in their movie it's really interesting i didn't see any at least i don't remember seeing any i may be wrong on that i think it was always jackman bale johansson uh rebecca hall those those main players were always there uh so i did see that jackman was the was the first one that signed on and then Mm -hmm. after he joined then christian bale was approached but okay that makes sense sure i mean jackman was the height of his power and at this time like this was Hugh Jackman, mega movie star. Right. You know? Right. You mean the guy from Oklahoma? Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. 
yeah. Okay. So no almost cast. No. Can round it out with the IMDb. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, you want to make a guess? Do you? Ninety-five. Uh, eight. Eight point five. Eighty-five. Really? Yeah. Wow. And you know, let's be honest. It's. I know the Rotten Tomato score uh-huh. is super low. Is it really? Yes. And you know, I think that's indicative of this is not a like. And again, I think that any Nolan movie, even the Batman stuff, because there's details and intricacies there. Mm-hmm. Those are not casual movies. You need to watch that movie with an intent of yep. watching it. That's what I said to you, right? I was yeah. Like, you can't, you cannot just be like, man. You can't gonna... half-ass this one. Yeah. And also, I think maybe because you had three superheroes in this movie, I think maybe some people went to go see it thinking oh, it was going to be more superhero heavy. Sure, sure. Like, when is he going to pop his claws? Yes. Why is Christian Bale speaking with a weird British accent? And what you get is not the superheroes, but you get the amazing actors that Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale are. And, and, and Scarlett Johansson. And like, Scarlett Johansson. She doesn't get to stretch her, her legs. Um, Phrasing? Sure. Wait, that is completely wrong. She doesn't get to stretch her... <laughs> well, how dare you, sir? <laughs> she doesn't get to stretch her wings as much sure. in like the Marvel movies, like uh, up until Endgame. Like, yeah. We got to see, okay, here is Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. The actress who is amazing. Let's be honest. Everyone other than Jackman and Bale are really supporting characters. Mm-hmm. Michael Caine, maybe a little bit more, but they're really there to just set up Jackman and Bale scenes. So. It's going to be weird, like when Michael Caine stops being in Christopher oh. Nolan movies, right? Because oh, he's been in there since Batman Begins. Yeah, and he's just so good. He's, he's so good. And he's wonderful in this. Sure. All right. Uh, well, with that, I think maybe we should just dive right into it. Uh, yeah, let's just dive right into that movie. Okay, so the opening of this movie is... Black. All important movies start with a black screen. And like Christopher Nolan movies, the beginning of the movie will connect to the end of the movie. Yep. Right? So, so very beginning is Christian Bale very softly saying, Are you watching closely? And then we are followed by a Michael Caine voiceover, pretty much talking about how magic tricks work. Yeah, and the, it's a brilliant the, the pledge, the turn, the prestige. Right. So the pledge is the setup, right? It's mm-hmm. something ordinary. Right. The turn is taking something ordinary and making it do something extraordinary. Mm-hmm. So making it disappear, for example. Right. But he makes a distinction here. That alone isn't a trick. No. Nope. The trick is the prestige, which is basically when you bring something back. Mm-hmm. And again, this has got to be, I'm assuming, a central element of Priest's novel. But it's a beautiful starting place to tell this story from. And like a lot of these scenes where things are parallels to each other, Michael Caine is while this voiceover is happening, doing a trick with the disappearing bird in the cage, while Hugh Jackman is in tails on a big, huge stage, walking into lightning, up walks Christian Bale in very obviously a fake beard. In very plain clothes. Yep, and he kind of examines stuff. He tries to skirt off a different way. He goes one backstage. Of the stage, yeah, right? one of the stagehands stops him. He rips off the beard. Oh, did you think you were going? Oh, the bloody axe, you fool! He runs downstairs... To see what happens, there's this ginormous, like, Harry Houdini That's escape it. water, water tank. tank. Yep. Jackman falls in it. He can't get out. Smash cut to Michael Caine. Character's name is John Cutter. Cutter. Yep. At the trial of Alfred Borden for the murder of Robert Angier. Angier. Yep. So let's get this out of the way right now. It's an Nolan movie, and he, he messes with chronology. <laughs> yes, so he there's, does. I think you said it right off mic. It's three different sequences. Now it's all it's all you know none of it's like fantasy. It's all happened, mm-hmm. but he's taken the events of th- and chopped it up into three different slices and then 
basically shuffled those in. Mm-hmm. So each of the sequences run in order, but he keeps moving between sequence A, B, and C. A is the trial, and then so that's that's the, the modern. Yep. So that's right now. Everything that happens now is happening now. And that trial ends with him being found guilty, and he's going to be. Hanged, hanged until for, he's dead. Yep. yep. And then part of that is the judge wants to see the trick, but Cutters... Who is Angier's stage engineer. Mm-hmm. So this would be the person that designs the illusions. Right. I'm an ingenieur. I, I design illusions and construct the apparatus necessary for performing. He says... The real transported man is one of the most sought-after illusions in this business. I have the right to sell it on. If I reveal the method here, then the trick is worth it. Illusion, Michael. Mm, trick is something a whore does for money. Yeah, so that's like sequence A. That's current events, what's happening. B is kind of what leads to this conflict between Borden and Angier. What happened to then? The past then. When? Just now. Is that the middle period where we're watching... Angier with Borden's journal. Yeah, Colorado. Yeah, the middle. Colorado. And then yeah. C is the way back beginning where the they're beginning, both they're yeah. both actually plants. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. And Ricky it, J's. Ricky J underused. Well, underutilized. he was there. Probably there as a consultant. And it was a Shane Black for a predator type thing. They gave him the small part so he could be there on set and he taught. Bale and Jackman, all their sleight of hand they do in this movie. So you will know who Ricky Jay is. If you watch the movie. or Well, by by recognizing him. I mean, he's Mm -hmm. he's definitely been in a lot of stuff. He is an amazing magician. He's a sleight of hand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's amazing. He also does the amazing trick of throwing cards. Well, I don't say trick. The skill. He can throw playing cards and do some damage with them. I, wow. Have you ever seen him no, do No, I've that? never seen that. So, yeah, Google uh, Ricky J throwing cards, and it's actually pretty impressive. Okay. Yeah, it's worth I it. I totally right. will. Yeah. That's great. Because that was my reaction. I was like, oh, my God, it's Ricky J. Before we move out of this A sequence, there's one more part where it is Borden in jail. He gets a visitor played a s- by a that guy actor. He totally is. He was solicitor Owens. Owens was the upstairs tenant on Cheers. That actor. Oh wait, oh wait, was he the rich? Was he mm-hmm. who eventually the, the, like the, buys it? Yeah. After Sam leaves, Sam's there till the end. Is Sam there till the end? Yeah. The last shot of Cheers is him saying, "Sorry, we're think, closed." Oh, I'm sorry. He became the foil, mm-hmm. right, for them because he had like a right, hoity-toity restaurant. Right, I believe right. that's the same actor. Oh, my, oh, you know what? He did look familiar. Hang he on. He's also in that terrible Richard Graco movie, "If Looks Could Kill." Richard Graco, mm-hmm. Watertown's favorite son. Wait a minute, is he a New York know, actor? He's from Watertown. <gasps> did you not know that? Oh. <laughs> Careful. You, he could be he could be at Wegmans right now. Like he, he, like he wait a minute, is he, he he's is, right here. He was available for the podcast. No. Wait. <laughs> but did he move back here? No. Well, okay. Roger Rees. Oh, that's totally him. Yes. He was also oh he's he was in Frida. With, uh-huh. Oh with, yeah, he's he's a total oh, that guy in actor. Frida with Selma Hayek. Hello, Ms. Hayek. Who? Uh, Selma Hayek. No idea. I know who oh, geez. Okay, we were going to fight. He's also the sheriff of Rottingham in Robin Hood Men and Tights. Your Majesty, stop me if I'm wrong about this, but wasn't it your mole on the other side? I have a mole? This is all sequence A, modern, right? Mm-hmm. So he's visited by the solicitor. The solicitor wants to buy all of his tricks, specifically... The transported man. And that's the one trick that Borden will not sell. Uh, yes, the buyer is a Lord Caldwell. Right. Cor- uh, Cordlow. Cor- uh, Cald- Caldwell. Caldwell. 
C A L. Oh, excuse me. You're right. Called Low. Lord Caldler. Fucking British names, right? He's kind of this like in the background. You don't really see him. He's only mentioned a bunch in this movie. But the solicitor acting on his orders is really putting the screws to Borden. Five thousand pounds. But but also ominously threatening to uh, to do something with Borden's. Daughter Jessica. Daughter. Yeah. yeah. Your daughter is going to need looking after. Yeah, Fallon will take care of her. Bernard <laughs> Fallon, a man with a past almost as obscure as your own, the courts have motioned that the girl is to be removed from his care. No, the girl will be an orphan. I know you're no stranger to the workhouse. It's better than here. I'm offering you a way to wrap up your affairs with dignity. Who is, I want to say, like, she's kind of the in the origin part of this movie. Yep. Let's say the sea story. She's the way that we know how much past time oh, happens. Oh, that's it's a great really point. really interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah, because she's, she's not alive at the very beginning of the story but then you know by we this see her point as an infant. she's yeah well, how she's, old is she supposed to be eight nine no Maybe. not she's five she's younger no, really yeah, yeah i'm yeah, terrible yeah. with age yeah she, she's younger okay but that trick the transporter man not for sale not for sale despite the threats from owens not mm-hmm. for sale mm-hmm. the five thousand pounds like when does this movie take place we get a date once do we we do in b sequence oh and jerry's at tesla's Shornal? lab he says it out loud. It's February 18th, 1899. 1899. So now you could, just about the turn of the century. Yeah, you could type it based on... So thousand pounds was a shit ton of money in 1899. Do we want to see? Yes. I'm going to say it's easily probably a quarter of a million dollars. Well, from 1899 to 2016, 100 pounds was worth about 11,800 pounds. So that, so I take the two off... Uh, that's an increase of about 118 times. So it's well over half a million. Oh, okay. I, was, uh, I can't maths today. <laughs> so that is the equivalent of $590,000 today. So, yeah, so over half it's a million. It's a shit ton of money, man. <laughs> and also, on top of that. That's a show of good faith. It's Robert Angio's diary. We cut back to uh, Borden in the jail, his jail cell. He starts reading the book. Smash cut to Angier on, on a, train. a train to Colorado. Colorado Springs. He arrives. Now, he is amazed that the entire town has been wired for electricity. Which so, again, 1899, turn of the century. Big deal. Oh, you know what? If, if it's 1899, then it's got to be like 1902 or three. Sure. A couple years later. Yeah, yeah but yeah. still. But it's still more than a half a million. Or turn of the century, yeah. Turn of the last Turn to the last century. Now, he wants to go up the mountain. He's at a hotel. It's Very out- important thing to point out. Excuse yes. me. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, walking with a cane. Yes. Right, right. At the hotel, he tells them that he's there. He wants to go up the mountain. Well, the peak's close, sir, for scientific experimentation. Yes, I know. That's why I'm here. So we see him later. He takes. He basically gets a, uh, a wagon or a cart to take him uh, most of the way up the mountain. Some people call those carriages. Carriages. Yep. That's yep. That's totally one. As I was saying it, I was like, "There's a better word." Some people call them feats. <laughs> <laughs> so we see him kind of making his way up towards the peak, and he reaches a fence with a shit ton of warning signs. Do not touch electrified. I don't think it says electrified. Oh no, it says, it says do not touch yeah. danger. Yeah. And of course, he touches mm-hmm. and is thrown out of there. Uh huh. And who walks out? Gollum. Andy motherfucking oh. circus. I'm amazed. How many of you newspaper writers can't read my sign? He is a great actor. He's, He's so great good in, in this. this. What's so weird is that, like, I cannot think of a movie though where we've just heard Andy Circus's normal accent. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's kind of like the Gary Oldman. Right, <laughs> right. We He's never got get this, the real. Yeah, we never get that real normal Andy Circus voice. Oh, you know what? The only movie I can think of was he British in that? Uh, Thirteen going on thirty. 
with Jennifer Garner. Oh, of course. Of course. Of course. Say no more. Uh-huh. And Mark Ruffalo. Oh, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. Um, and I think he's British in that. But aside from that, like King Kong. He's using a weird, I don't know, accent. Yeah, right. Claw, he's the South African. Cuttlefish. Deep sea fish. They make lots, disco lots, to hypnotize their prey. And then. I saw a documentary, it was terrifying. In this, he's like Brooklyn ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really cool. You know, I'm almost a little bit bummed that he's such a great motion capture performer. Because he's a great actor. We cannot forget that he's he is also Gollum. What's Titus Brussels? He is Caesar. He's Caesar. Caesar is home. He's uh uh who is he in Jungle Book? He's Snoke in uh Is the, he really? Yeah, that's him. Voice and everything. That's no uh, shit. Alas, you're no Vader. You're just a child. In a mask. In the Jungle Book, the, the Mowgli one, the one that's on Netflix that he directed, yeah, he's something in that. Bale is Bagheera. Maybe he's Baloo. He's the voice of Baloo. He doesn't do the motion capture. It just well, he's credited as as voice. Okay. And I think it was really wasn't it? He's also King Kong. He is Kong in that movie. Right, right. But didn't he almost kind of stumble into? Oh yeah, because King they were Kong. He's Kong and Lumpy. <laughs> that, Lumpy. Right, Jesus Lumpy. Christ! Is it Lord of the Rings Gollum? I think. Right, because they his were first breakout as a right performance art. Right, because they were trying to hire someone just for the voice, and they were actually going to do an animatronic. Gollum, right? right. If you, and it's oh on the God. bonus features. Yeah, I've seen see, it. It's amazing. And, and they're like, "Oh no, this guy is Gollum. We cannot just use this voice." And they kind of like scrambled to make the technology work. By the time they got to Two Towers, now you are an actor. Sometimes, sometimes. Uh, well, listen, that mustache you're sporting says you better be. I hope that's why you you've got that. <laughs> if but my voice sounds different, it's the mustache. It's the mustache. That's right. It gives you more weight. <laughs> um, I got to assume as an actor. Mm-hmm. If you had the choice of the green ball on the end of the rod, or fucking Andy or Circus? Andy Circus oh, Andy acting Circus. his ass off, oh my god! Have you ever seen? Yeah, I've seen that stuff where he's like he's doing him. the the monologue where it's Smeagol and uh, Gollum arguing. Oh with no, each I other. haven't seen that one. It's all him. The, wow! I'm not listening. I'm not listening. That's all. Move like, it along, guys. So he is Allie. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Tesla's kind of Igor. Yeah. If we're gonna call Tesla Frankenstein, sure. Yeah, uh, he, sure. He is. He's a monster. Uh, well, Frankenstein yeah. is the doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I believe we covered this in Monster yeah, Squad. I think so, yes. Uh, he didn't go to uh, eight <laughs> years of evil medicine school to be called Mr. To, to be yeah. compared to the monster he creates, yeah. That's right. Angier wants to meet Tesla, but he's rebuffed. Tesla's not taking people today. Um, uh, but he does kind of mention something about a machine, hands him a piece of paper. The look Andy Serkis gives like, hey, you want this? So that was you know sequence B. Now we go all the way back to the... Farthest back, sequence C. Sequence right? C, it's yeah. the third, the third one that they revealed to us, but it's the oldest timeline. And also, even though this movie maybe takes place in, in seven years, I'd say, yeah, they do do some subtle makeup to make Jackman and Bale look much younger here. Sure, sure. Like By the time we get to the end of the movie with each character where they yeah. are, 
They look a lot older. So this is 2006. It's great. The effects and the makeup, and some of which is intended to be, oh, the character is wearing makeup. Right? Oh, sure, The characters sure, are wearing sure. disguise. But it all works so well. It it's, really does. We're at Ricky Jay, who is the, what is his character? Uh, Milton the Magician. Thank you, Milton. Of course it's Milton. <laughs> of, of course, course it's it fucking Milton. Which of you brave souls is willing to bind this lovely young woman? Jackman and Gail raise their hands from different parts of the theater. Yeah. They go up. There's a cute little joke. Are either of you two gentlemen sailors? No. And they're tying Piper, Paraboo. Right. Uh, uh, Julia. Tying her. and they're sh- binding her wrists. And her feet. And her feet. Because Jackman does the little, That's right. kiss, little the, kiss on the, the thigh and yep. she smiles. So it's like, oh, they're they're together. They're together. But yep. she doesn't kick him in the <laughs> face. That's right. Her arms are raised over her head. Her wrists are bound. The hook comes out. She, they, she gets basically hoisted up mm-hmm. over a water tank. Curtain comes down. You see on the on the sidelines. There's Cutter with a stopwatch and an axe. And he a grabs, fire axe. Yeah, right? and he clicks it as soon as the curtain goes down. And he's counting and counting and counting. And Ricky J does some big pushes them to the side, and then he does a double clap. Curtain comes up and she's out, sopping wet, but she's freed herself. Sure. Now we're backstage after the show. And, <laughs> and it's obvious- bad, bad backstage etiquette. You don't talk shit about the main actor while you're in the theater. <laughs> yeah. He's complacent. He's predictable. He's boring. I mean, Milton has gotten success, whatever that means, and now he's scared. He won't say any risks at all. I mean, he's squandering the goodwill of the audience. But he's tired. Second-rate tricks. They're all favorites, please. Favorites? Come on, give me something fresh. He won't even try a bloody bullet catch. Yeah. Especially as loud as Bale is being. Like, yeah, that's... Oh, boy. But interestingly, Angier and Julia are married. Mm-hmm. Julia is Milton's assistant. So, And obviously, Angier and... Borden, Borden are, are, are his are plants. plants, right? Yeah. Now, they are both aspiring mu- magicians, mm-hmm. right? Cutter is the stage engineer, so he designs the illusions. Angier and, and Borden are arguing. Borden wants to innovate. He wants to make some changes. He wants to use a different knot. The Langford double will hold tighter. The Langford double isn't a wet knot. It's too dangerous. If the rope swells up, she won't be able to slip it. Julia is on board with making some changes. Sure. But her husband, Angier... Hey, Borden, he said no. You know, my take on that was Borden is almost a purist as a magician. He wants the craft. The, he, want, he doesn't want it to be she, showmanship. Yeah, he right. wants the craft. The Yeah. He, I think... If we were to take them as modern day magicians, the two of them, yeah. I'd say Borden is. Um, Don't even say that motherfucker's name. Copperfield? No, 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 oh, no, good. no. Okay. No, if Jackman it was Copperfield, it's, Jack- yeah, it's yeah. Angier. Yeah. You know, a good magician, but very showy. That's that's Copperfield. Sure, sure. I'd say Borden is David Blaine. Okay. Like, because when David Blaine does a trick, sometimes it's you're all like. low, almost like low energy. Oh, that was the trick? Right. Uh, Oh, okay. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, that was great. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's what I, that's kind of how I feel with the two. Um, if you saw the Steve Carell vehicle, <laughs> oh, what was the the great Burt Wonderstone? Yes, which is a fun movie. Jim Carrey. Is, oh, Jim Carrey's the best is, thing in the movie. Is Borden hands down? And Steve Carell as Burt Wonderstone is Angier. If like taken to an extreme no. absurdity. Jim yeah. Carrey. No, Jim Carrey's supposed to be Chris Angel, the mind yeah, freak. Yeah, which very but, different than no, David but he, Blaine. But he's no, but he's still like that. It's the craft. Mm. It's the per- I'm going to drill a hole uh, in my uh, head. Yeah. <laughs> They're talking about the craft and everything. Cutter says, "If you want to see what it takes to make real magic." Go to the Tenley. There's a Chinaman there, and he really has what it takes. Chung Ling Su. Which is based on a real magician from the time no who kidding. did this trick. 
It's a great we trick. see, and it's it's all about how he walks. He Jackman shows the Julia the, how it's done. Yeah, right? he shows her the prestige. He's the, got a Chinese a Chinese gown, basically, mm-hmm. and basically in the way that you would shoplift a small size TV <laughs> under a dress, like <laughs> right. holding it between your legs and walking out. And he he's waves a thing in front while with one hand in yeah. a massive goldfish bowl, uh-huh. right? full of water. And so cool, and and the whole thing is part of the trick. After that, when Borden and Angier are watching him getting the he's, in the thing, he goes, "No, this is man. The, this is the real trick. He's it's, not a frail man, right? He's probably like you know built like he's Hugh sprung. Jackman is, but right. he's because he's one handing this big uh, water. Yeah, we tank. see Jackman try and do it. He's like, I can barely lift this thing. It's not even filled with water or fish. Well, it's such a cool little like. Here's how magicians talk to each other. But kind of but thing. you know that's you're you're exactly right. That's the perfect illustration in their different perspectives. Angier is all about what he's doing on the stage and the reaction it's getting, and, and, and what he's doing when he's leaving too. He's getting in his carriage to go home, and Angier's like he never stops. He is always Chungli Su. Well, and- so he doesn't. Well, he actually doesn't think that Chungli Su is. He thinks that he's really that old. No, he doesn't. No, no, Angier does. No, yeah, oh, yeah, that's what I'm sorry. No, that's what Borden, I was saying. Borden no, no, said, I was did I say Angier? Angier? I was saying Angier. Oh, okay. Yeah, Angier yeah. is all about, like, the surface level, what the audience sees, mm-hmm. the performance. And, you, and to your point, Borden is like, no, no, the real commitment is he lives like that basically yeah. 24-7 because, um, oh, you're not Game of Thrones. The first time in, in Game of Thrones when we see Meister Pycelle, one of the Meisters, who's sure. this like decrepit old man that seem, somehow seems to have the vitality to fuck all of these young women. We see him in one scene basically hop out of bed and you're like, oh shit, that's a whole act as well because that's a weapon he can use. People oh. will underestimate him. So Angier and his wife are talking and this just a real interesting thing to point out yeah. here is that they're trying to think of a name for him. And this is the first time we... We hear the origin of the great Dan Tong because when Allie sees him outside of uh, Tesla's mansion, he says, "You're the great Dan Tong." Right. He knows him as the as, magician, right. not as Robert Angier. And he says, "Oh no, I don't know about that name." And she kind of makes fun of the fact that even Robert Angier is a fake name. Missed that? You mm. clearly picked that up. I picked yep. it, this is like my two hundredth watch of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I totally get how every. So I would watch it again now, looking much like Memento again. What are the things I missed on uh-huh. the third run through oh, that I'll get on the so, floor? Yeah. It's so good. Now, Borden remembers, so he was actually performing as a magician. For the great Virgil, Cutter set him up with that. That's where Cutter found him. Oh. Because he it. says to him, where'd you even find this guy? He's doing handiwork for the great Virgil. Got it, got it, it's got real it. quick dialogue yeah. after it's, Borden leaves. That's the problem with like taking notes for the podcast mm-hmm. is, you know, as you start typing stuff, yeah, I clearly missed that. Yeah, so the great Virgil, he's a that guy actor. I recognize him from something. Uh, he plays some when British. did we when did we meet him? He's the one with the the bird. Oh, you're right. Oh, he's a that guy. He, he's a that guy actor. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, he's a that guy actor. And he's great. He because he's he knows he's a middle of the road magician. He's sure. like, here you go. Okay, and uh, smush and some little boy in the audience. He knows the trick. Right, and the trick is, of course, there is no trick. The cage is collapsible, and he crushes and kills a bird. He's got a second bird in his pocket, mm-hmm. and the little boy sees right through it. Sure does. Because when Borden says, "Look, see, he's all right. He's fine. Look at him." But where's his brother? Which is also uh, a little... yeah. Oh, uh, abs- yeah. Because uh, Borden's reaction is like, <laughs> "He's a sharp lad, your son." We are introduced to the wonderful, wonderful Rebecca Hall playing 
Sarah. And he's like, oh, your boy is very smart. He's my nephew. Again, I must have missed that as well because I'm like, it's not her son. I thought maybe it was her brother. Okay, Mm -hmm. so it's her nephew. Okay, Mm -hmm. that makes sense. They meet in the back of the alleyway. Christian Bale does an amazing sleight of hand with that coin. That's oh, yeah. his hand, and he it? it's really and good. knowing him, that's probably the kind of thing like, oh, I need to go take six months to Well, learn. Ricky J. Ricky J. Oh, taught oh, him all sure, stuff, but sure. it's so good. That one, and when he hides the business card later, it's I'm good. like, yeah. oh, it's, no, that already happened. It already it's uh, when he gets the he gets the, the business at the card. jail. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He does oh, the God. he does the the shake and it's the gone. Whoosh, and it's gone. Yeah, they obviously take that kid home. He walks Sarah home, and like kind of like it's like, like come in for some tea. Oh, now I. Oh, it's so he leaves. She, she, he kind of laughingly points at her locked door. And he, so I, um, I use a cup of tea. I scandalized the landlord. I think not. <laughs> you think that's uh, is that enough to keep me up? <laughs> uh, I, I think so. So he leaves. She unlocks the door and walks in. And of course, Borden's standing right there. So. This is just a question for us. I'm sure. totally going to cut this. Well, no. It's, no, 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 because okay. it gives away okay. what we haven't mentioned yet. We'll mention it once we introduce Fallon. Okay. I think. Now, careful, guys. Spoiler territory. Hey, oh, TSBC Army, we just had a little conversation. The sidebar. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about it again at the end. Yeah, we'll, we'll mention preserve what it. we just talked you know, about. So, again, even knowing that you should not be listening to this until you've seen the movie, we kind of want to. I mean, we, we don't want the spoilers show all to the come out right now. Yeah, as they happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not like we want to review like Empire Strikes Back and be like, oh, before we start, uh, Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father. <gasps> Spoiler. <laughs> all right, now we jump to timeline A. So the the current right modern day or right know, the Judge the and Cutter are in looks like Angier's storage area. Yep. And there's this giant, it almost looked like a metronome. Yeah, it totally did. It, but it's this big box, and he opens up one side of it. You see some, like, electrical coils science, and science, stuff. Science. And he's like, you built this, Mr. Cutter? Oh, no, sir. This wasn't built by a magician. This was built by a wizard, a man who can actually do what magicians pretend to do. So does Cutter know everything? No, he doesn't. No, he no, doesn't he, know. He no, know he everything. doesn't know everything. They examine the tank that Angier died in, and then Cutter explains in a flashback, which takes us back to timeline A. They're doing the trick again. Right, that's timeline C. Or, I'm sorry, timeline C. <laughs> that's right. That was the yes. face. I know where yeah. we are oh, in the God. movie. I'm like, no, uh, C. So Borden starts to use the knot he's supposed to use, and they then he give each other a look, and she says, "Yeah, go for it." Uh huh. In the most subtle way. Yeah, it's it's, it's great. Same order of events happen. She's dropping the tank, top closes, curtain goes down. Cutter starts the watch, and he does the thing. Obviously, there's something when he goes around the he goes back, around the back that yeah. gives the tell. Yep. She must like tap the sure. thing or something, something because he doesn't do the clap this time. He's just kind of like, or, or it's open in the back or something. Oh, that's a good yeah, point. Yeah, he can you just know. he might just see. Yeah. So it goes. Wrong. It goes wrong. Julia's dead. Yes, uh, Angier cannot break the glass in time. Really great acting from Piper Paraboo. You yeah. really feel like she has uh, drowned. Later on, we'll see that happen to someone else. And equally great acting. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's horrifying. Yeah. yeah. Oh, actually, we've already seen it. Uh, so Angier yeah. at the when, beginning. When Jack went yeah. too, yeah. Um, so uh, then sequentially, she's, she's dead. Question Th- about this next scene. This little teeny scene before we get to her funeral. Okay. Is Angier trying to drown himself in the sink? Uh, I didn't understand what that scene was about. Yeah. Is it like, 
I need to experience what she experienced. Because that's uh, what yeah. it feels like, because he's getting flashes of seeing her face, and then he the collapses yeah. before he actually he, succumbs to he it. He can't actually, Starts yeah. crying. I feel maybe like he's, he's trying like, to kill himself, yeah, maybe. Wow. Yeah. By the yeah. way, uh, th- there's a couple suicides in this movie. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we should yeah. probably point that out. Mm-hmm. So then we see Julia being buried. Uh, as Angier is mourning, Borden comes up to the ceremony. Oh Angier is like... Which not to do, Ty. It's like he is... Mm-hmm. He is... O- tormented. Mm-hmm. And Borden says... I'm sorry, I, I, I just don't know. Walks away and Jackman... You don't know? I'm sorry. You don't know? You know, who is the protagonist in this movie? You don't know? We'll save that for the end. Okay. And you know, then, I thought of Moby Dick, but even then, sure. that's all relative. It's all based on mm-hmm. whose perspective you're looking at. The story that Cutter tells about the drowning and the person drowned, but they were able to revive him. They asked him what it felt like. He said it was like going home. Put a pin in that. Mm-hmm. Sarah's coming home to obviously a flat that uh, Borden and her share now. So and this we, is still timeline C. So we've we've advanced. So clearly Angier and Borden no longer work for Milton. They've parted ways. Sure, sure, sure. Angier is bitterly, bitterly angry. Mm-hmm. And Borden looks like he's taken up a new. Uh, there's a word they use for Fallon. It's an in, it, stage engineer. No, 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 a different oh. word. Come on, you know. We are not introduced to Fallon. A a mute. Not mute. Have, he just well, man, he, a few words. Except we only we don't hear him speak until the end. No, he says something earlier too. Does he in this scene? Oh, he said. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I didn't even. But, rem- but everything is down here. Yeah. Like this. Um, he's uh, kind of a heavy, heavy set, big jowly faced, mm-hmm. um, wearing a hat, wearing yeah. glasses, purposely kind of hiding his face from Sarah. N- now, if you look at like Wikipedia or IMDb and you see the credits, I, I mean, this is a fair. This can be spoiled here. Yeah. So that this is Christian Bale. This is Christian playing Bale playing. Fallon. Fallon. Yeah. Um, and you know, I the fir- my first watch. I don't know if this happened with you. I realized it was Christian Bale, but I didn't make the oh, connection. Oh, I'm like, I mean, oh no, no. I'm like, I just that's thought, Christian Bale, but I don't know. I just why thought he was doubling. Yeah, like why, why is, is he Christian playing two Bale? Roles? Yeah, yeah. No, that's a, that's yeah. Same. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it seems like a weird choice, right? Mm-hmm. It's almost like oh well, in the tradition in the in Peter Pan is that Mr. Darling plays Hook, right? Yeah. Because it means something. I was like, I was like, what are we missing? Yeah. yeah, Why, why is he playing two parts? And then I almost like, is that the conceit of like, I want to do both things or something? I don't know. He's got great news. They've got a trick that they're going to do. It's the bullet catch. He shows her, he, he shows her the prestige of it, that there's a magnet that grabs the bullet. Yeah. So this is a, the term for this is this a breach loading no breach is there this is a muzzle loading. muzzle loading yeah yeah so it's priming powder black powder a wad which is the piece the cloth that mm-hmm. holds the powder in place then the ball and mm-hmm. then you take a ramrod and ram that down in that, and that ram, loaded yeah. pistol and that ramrod actually grabs the bullet so all it's shooting out is the wadding right right which, which is still go dangerous yeah. which is still dangerous but not from the distance he's standing to it he purposely oh, right he's he's takes away three from or four it. steps back he knows what he's doing now actually if you have any interest in like the history or the artistry of magic uh, which i do mm-hmm. I, oh yeah i think I've, yeah. have i shared that i had a job in in middle school, I performed with a few like younger kids, like just a couple years younger. I did like magic acts. Oh my god! Oh my god! I I am a huge Doug Henning fan. Is there a video of this? No, this is Damn way it. this is way before. This is probably like 1980, 81. Oh. Well, yeah. Um, I'm, I was a huge. So I thought you were going to say David Copperfield, I, who I despise, 
I was a Doug Henning fan who was Ooh, he was the hippie name. looking guy if i showed you oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. uh he 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 coined the equation uh magic plus theater equals art mm-hmm. um and he okay. would be he was borden i mean yeah, again, he's against yeah, yeah, yeah. copperville uh if you have any interest in the the history in in the the, the history of magic and this is really interesting um, Penn and Teller are actually great students of the history of magic. You've watched Foolish, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's so great when they're using the magician's code talk to yeah, to sure, tell them that they know yeah, it. That's right. Sometimes you hear a word and you're like, "Oh, that." that but means sometimes something. it's just like the emphasis he puts on a word, and you see the magician go, "Yep." Um, <laughs> well, I've seen Penn uh, describe. So the bullet catch is a trick that is still around. Mm-hmm. It's still incredibly dangerous, mm-hmm. and. Um, Cutter points out exactly why it's a bad idea. All you need is a jackass who's going to put a button or, God forbid, a bullet, a bullet in the gun because uh-huh. it is charged. It will, you know, if there's something in the in the muzzle, it's going to go out. That's sure. why killed Absolutely. Brandon Lee. That's there right. was something in the yeah. And so he has this great news, and Sarah has even better news. Yes, but what about until then? I mean, what what I earn? It's barely enough for for us. Don't worry about it. I mean, I'll show you off my food with him or something. <laughs> You're already going to be doing that with someone else. No, you're having a, a baby. Oh my god! Yay! And his so response: his... We should have told Fallon. That is great. We're having a baby. Oh come here! <laughs> <laughs> so now we see Borden. Now he has billed himself as the professor. Hold on. Hence our beer. In between. Oh, there is a quick shot of Angier. He's doing a sleight of hand with a bullet. Oh, it's very quick. That. It's a quick little vignette. I. I actually numbered it, all these. I number, numbered it 14A because it's okay. like it's happening while you're hearing the sound of the bar. Got it, got it, got yeah, it. Yeah, so Borden's performing in a bar. That's always going to end well for you. Yeah. He's doing the the rings. and he's, ever, the profe- oh, he's the professor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever heard Pat Oswalt talk about the failed uh, magician thing? No. We get to the sports bar and the bartender meets us and says, Brad Booker told you wrong because the opening guy, you're getting 20 and a magic man, you're just going to get 70. We've been shorted $5. There's nothing I can do. I need the 20. I'm in. The magician has the ugliest meltdown I've ever seen. He doesn't scream and yell either. He does that thing when you get so fucking angry, you begin speaking very quietly, but you over-enunciate every word that comes out of your mouth. I go out, I do my set, silence, boo, thank you. I go off stage, the magician goes out. He is so pissed off at the bartender, still furious. Here's how he does his act. Ready? All right. I got a ball in my hand. Now it's two balls. Now it's three. Now it's one again. Okay? Bam. Now, no banter, no jokes. Hate fucked the crowd with magic for 10 minutes. It was fucking amazing. I feel like that's what Borden's doing with the rings. He's like, yep, see? I know you're not paying attention. You're drinking and yelling at me to grab the gun. Which he is mad at them. He is. And my read on that is... Persona? no, he's angry because they don't respect the art, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's all so the ring is just as valid of a bullet catch, right? Like it's it's all the art. It's sleight of hand. It's, it's amazing sleight sure. of hand. But he's angry that they don't. It's like you know, are you not entertained? It's almost <laughs> like that kind of reaction, right? Sure, yeah. sure. So frustrated, he grabs the gun. Grabs the gun, points it at the audience. That's what you came for, is it? 
So, who wants to volunteer? He starts loading it. Fallon gets a volunteer. You don't really see who it is. You just see this guy with a big-ass beard. And last second, he opens up his, he opens up his shirt. No, not opens his shirt, but opens up his coat to be like, okay, you know, aim here. Borden does. Yeah, yeah, Borden does. Are you man enough, sir? It pans over to the guy holding the gun, and it is Angier wearing a, a huge disguise. beard. And he says, yes. Which knot did you tie, Borden? Borden? I don't know. As Fallon is kind of like slowly walking towards him, like, I don't want to move too quickly. Sure, because he has leveled the gun. He is right at his chest, Borden. yeah. Yep. And at that distance, he's dead. I mean, that's what, that's what killed medicine. That's what killed Garfield, is an infection. Oh, sure, sure. From the yeah, wadding. Yeah, yeah. Fallon grabs the gun, points it to the side, but it catches Gordon. Goes in off. His, yep. in, his, in his two, uh, pinky and his ring finger. And his yes, and, and it's bad. Like blood blood is immediately. And the worst part about this is the audience thinks it's part of the act. They're oh, they all love it. laughing. They, they think it. it's hilarious. Yeah. Now we cut to Angier in Colorado reading his diary. And again, it is all about, even after all this time, I still don't know. And Angier is incredulous reading this. How can he not know? So now we're back to timeline C. We see Sarah tending Borden's hand. He's, so we see confirmation he's lost the part of two fingers. Mm-hmm. And um, she, she points out. It's as it's as bad as the day it happened. That'll be important later. She says, you need to go see the doctor. He gets mad. I can't afford the bloody doctor back. Cue baby crying. Cue the thing that happens every time a husband wakes up a baby. You're working her. Cry. Son of a I, I, Sorry. Now we see, let's see, so this will be timeline C. Angier and Cutter meet in a bar. Now, Cutter wants to keep working. He wants Angier to perform. So Angier's got the face, right? Like, mm-hmm. he's the pretty boy. Um, Angier's going to be the great Danton. Mm-hmm. Now, he does not want to do the birdcage. Again, the... the he the talks tr- about, the, yeah, I don't want to kill birds. The yeah. trick that kills the bird. But Cutter's got a different way he wants to do it. And as we see it about to be performed, we also see it happening... Um, in the preparation. In the preparation. Yeah. All the setup. Not a performance. Oh, for, for the, I'm sorry, for, yeah. for the, the theater owner who is, right. yet again, a that guy actor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, super that guy actor. Yeah, he's uh, actually... He was actually in um, Isn't that Derek Gladiator. Jacoby? No, that's not Derek, Derek Jacoby. Jacoby? No. Uh, it's, uh, but he's... he's, he's uh, whatever I'm thinking of him in, I think he only has one eye. Oh. Oh, you know, I think you're right. What am I thinking of? If only there was a device. Yeah. Yes. William Morgan Shepard. What's some uh, of his credits? Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. That's exactly. Klingon Commander. That's exactly what He's I'm the one with the, with the eye. No, no, that's. This is the Gulag Rurapente. Oh, first of all, that's. Oh, that's Kang. Christopher Plummer, right? Yeah. <laughs> Transformers. He's Captain Witwicky. No sacrifice. No victory. That stupid Witwicky. Oh, with Wiki, right. He's right. only in the first one for like a second. Yeah. He has 183 actor credits. He's a, he's, okay. a, he's definitely a He's well actor. established. You will recognize him from something. From something, yeah. We also see at the same time, Cutter has find, found a way to get the bird out of the cage before the cage is crushed, which Through basically like involves line? like a, yeah, so he's got a, basically like a, a heavy tension spring device mm-hmm. in a back plate mm-hmm. that he has to literally set with a crowbar. Yeah, and then that's he, a cool little touch. And then basically he's got like a tube system almost that whisks the bird out of the cage before it's crushed. Mm-hmm. At the same time, Cutter's also finding a new assistant for him because he needs an assistant. Right, so we yeah. meet Olivia, Scarlett Scar Johansson. Johansson yep. Scar Joe. 
Um, How now, dare you. <laughs> so Cutter has built this this other means to make the bird disappear, and he's fine with that, but he points out that... You're a magician, not a wizard. You've got to get your hands dirty if you're going to achieve the impossible. Right. Right. And also, when Merritt is talking to him afterwards, he's like... If your tricks don't get him in, somebody else's will. Maybe somebody willing to do a bullet catch or a water escape? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you see Jackman's face of, oh, God, yeah. do you know? Maybe not that one. Right. Um, so now Angier premieres as the great Danton. Mm-hmm. Borden, however, uh, Shows gets up in his revenge. Right. And, and you can see the pattern that's happening. Mm-hmm. Right. So, oh, you're going to fuck with my act? I'm going to fuck with your act. We only see two magic tricks in this movie on stage successfully done. Really? I believe so. Oh, that's it's good. I believe both have the transported man. It's supposed to be the birdcage, uh-huh. right? Um, and the bird will be unharmed. Is that what happens? No, no, no. Because the, the, the new twist they put on it, you know, in the old version, they put the birdcage on a table and smush the bird down into a trap Under door. Under a cloth, right? Right. Yeah. In this version, uh, he has two volunteers from the audience put their hands on the top and the other sides while he is holding sides of the uh, cage. So when the bird disappears, they all close it together. But Borden knows how to close it that it, A, kills the bird. And B, crushes that poor woman's hands. Yeah, breaks, breaks her oh fingers. Oh, my God. That is. And, of course, they're backstage. Merritt walks in. Clear out. Anything here in the morning gets burned. Great little joke at the end of that. I've hired a comedian. You know I hate comedians. <laughs> That's right. Um, now we go. We jump ahead to timeline B. So in Colorado Springs, Allie joins Angier. Angier at, he's basically been sent by Tesla. Technically, he joins the great Danton because he sits down and that, says... That's true. Perfect excuse to come join the great Danton for a drink. <laughs> uh, now, Angier wants Tesla to duplicate a device that he built for Borden. Mm-hmm. Um, so... That Allie we haven't kind of, seen Borden's haven't, version of it yet. Right, but it's... it's uh, he's um, Angier is getting this from Borden's journal. Right. right. So he's he he needs this. Um, Allie in exchange, kind of in exchange, kind of walks him out. They walk out into the basically into the wilderness, and he shows him this amazing ability. Tesla has found a way to wirelessly transmit electricity. He has a field of light bulbs that are just kind of stuck in the ground, and all turn on and light up once all the electricity in the town goes off. Goes off, so it can right. only power one or the other. Right. That's- Angier is amazed and even more convinced now that he has to have whatever secret tesla has has built he he needs it mm-hmm. before when uh before they got fired we've got to mention yeah, that's right that cutter cutter kind of nonchalantly mentions to angier tesla's in town you should go to this what is it? is it the, like a world's fair type thing it's yeah it's like a science exposition at the royal albert hall which, which in, is a real it's hall. a real and it's a big deal yeah mm-hmm. still um, to this day yeah so, yeah so he walks in and he sees uh, what? What is it's that called? It's totally like the Stark Expo from Captain America: First Avenger. Sure, sure. Yeah. But what is that? Dev- that's the a Tesla real coil. Tesla. Yeah, it's a Tesla coil. Thank you. Yeah. Sending the the, the current plasma, back and yeah, forth. Yep. Yeah. And everyone's kind of freaking out. Someone in the audience says it's going to explode. Everyone leaves. As they're about to leave, Angier sees Borden still just kind of sitting there, and you can see Borden's working it out. Okay, so this does that's this, it. sure, and that does that. Like he has. Unlocked and Angier doesn't really care until he sees that Borden cares, mm-hmm. and now it's now so, now you kind of see Angier going, oh okay, uh, what I, is this? Y- that's Wait, important what? to you. Oh, it's important to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And again, this mo- now like we're firmly in this like Moby Dick level of 
mindless pursuit, right? Like the, this yes. all-consuming um, need for revenge. Um, so Angier follows Borden out. He sees Sarah and uh, their baby, who will, Jessica. will be yeah. Jessica. Um, who is Christopher Nolan's real child. Oh, no way. Yeah. That's awesome. The five-year-old. No, oh, just, just the baby. The baby. Yeah. Um, now, Angier is enraged by the idea that Borden has a family. How should he have this when he basically took everything from Angier? I saw happiness. Happiness that should have been mine. Now we go back to timeline A, the, the present. Borden is visited in jail by Owens again. Owens exerts a little more pressure. He, he's determined Borden to... Borden is visited by Fallon at this point. Oh, I must have missed that. I had the solicitor. No, it's it, oh maybe it, and, oh and, you know what and Borden I, agrees to the deal. Got it, got it, got it, got it. And then there's this that great scene where he's writing out all the the tricks. Sure. And the, one of the constables comes up and starts kind of messing with him. He pulls up the rubber ball. He goes to bounce it. He loses it. Constable laughs at him. And Borden just walks away, like chasing <laughs> the ball because it's bouncing away. <laughs> the constable's now in the chain that Borden was in it, from Such his ankle. A, it's oh my god, it's brilliant. beautiful. Yeah. And of course, Borden's dragged away, you know, beaten and dragged away by the other. Uh, Still guards. being like, thank you very much. Yeah, that's, a, that's a great scene. Such a great little moment, yeah. Um, so this is when we find out the time. So now we're in timeline B. Mm-hmm. Angier is at Tesla's lab. We hear the voiceover give the date of February 8th, 1899. And we are finally introduced to Tesla, Tesla. played by you remind me of the babe. David Amazing. motherfucking Bowie. He's great in this. He's He was Nolan's only choice. Really? Like, he was like, if if, if you can't, Bowie can't do it, yeah, then we'll, we'll work the around his oh, schedule wow. in essence. Yeah, that's awesome. And who else to play Tesla than David Bowie? So we've got the wonderful David Bowie as te- as Nikolai Nikol- Nikola 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 Tesla. Tesla. Um, David Bowie doing some really fantastic subtle acting in this movie. Yeah, with an accent. With with the, yeah with whatever with the, uh, uh, Eastern Polish. Yeah, yeah. Tesla, I guess I think Tesla. It was Polish. Yeah. We don't need to look it up. You know how my brain works. But what a great entrance for David Bowie, just walking through that lightning and just being like, oh, hi. And you're like, holy shit. Oh, totally not Polish. He was born in uh, Croatia. He was Serbian-American. So it's like a a Russian accent almost. Uh, How dare you? Croatia (laughs) is part. No. No. No, Croatia is not part of Russia. It's they might have been as fo- they they were probably a former Soviet socialist like republic. Right here. But I had to do a project on Russia in eighth grade when they were still part. Of, well, no, no, you- they had just become the Commonwealth of Independent oh, States. Right. So halfway through my project, I had to throw out all my USSR Come on, stuff. Seriously? Oh, I was pissed. Those damn those commies. All right. Wow, they stopped being commies. <laughs> yeah, right. Now Tesla again. It, Bowie's wonderful. Uh, he sits down with Angier. He tries to talk Angier out of building this device, but there's no there's no talking to him. He's determined. Again, I would say um, almost like with this maniacal focus, right? Right. There's, yeah. There's no you're starting to him. see, and he and I think Tesla sees it because he mentioned something about I can recognize an obsession. No good will come of it. Well, hasn't good come of your obsessions? At first, but I followed them too long. I am their slave. And one day they will choose to destroy me. We go back to timeline C. Angier is going to see Borden's show. Uh, he's getting this is where he's getting them putting the makeup and everything on. Sure. Olivia comes in and kind of is like, "Are you really going to keep messing with this guy? Aren't you guys even?" He says, "Even." My wife, 
for a couple of his fingers. He has a family now, right? And he's performing again. Borden is out there living his life just as he always intended, as if nothing had happened. And look at look at me. Right? I'm alone, and no theater will touch me. I think he goes there with the intention of messing something up, sure. but then sees uh, Borden's original version of The Transported Man. And it's such a great little moment because you get Jackman, and you don't see what happens right. that first time. You just see the ball bounce, and then like a smattering of applause, and you get Cutter and Angier's faces, and they're both like, holy what shit, that was happened. amazing. Yeah. And Angier, the guy who does not really believe or care about the pursuit of the art, is has been touched by this trick, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, if he wasn't already obsessed with Angier, now he must know what this is. Sure. It was the greatest magic trick I've ever seen. So now we've got Angier, Olivia, and Cutter, and they're scheming to steal Borden's trick. So um, they're arguing about how it's done. Sure. Um, Cut- and Cutter Cutter's says, like, it's a double. He's he, using a double. He's like, there's no, that's the only way to do it. You, mm-hmm. it's, it's not possible. So he goes, so we'll find you a double. But Olivia points out. He wears padded gloves to hide his damaged fingers, but if you look closely, you can tell. Now, previously we've seen Christian Bale double in two different roles. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to see Hugh Jackman double in two different roles. And this one is delightful. Root. Stephen Root. Root. It's not Or Steve- Gerald. Gerald. Stephen Root. Stephen Root is. Who's also delightful. They've moved my death four times already this year and I used to be over by the window and I could see the squirrels and they were married. But Gerald is a vulgar, drunk, out of work actor. But I he mean, looks you, superficially like Angier. They they give him a fake nose. Um, and a like a dental uh, implant, like a sure, teeth. Sure, like yep. his, he's got like an overbite. Mm-hmm. You know everything about Angier from that first interaction. Would you like for me to tell you a little joke? Come here. <coughs> yes? Are you laughing now? Oh, you're insane. Yeah, and he's a rotten person, mm-hmm. right? Very interesting costuming choice, and I don't know enough about the history, but with uh, Olivia shirt having oh. having uh, wearing a sleeveless shirt, did you notice that? No, I did not. She's wearing half cuts here, yeah, like uh, gloves. She's almost like in a burlesque outfit. It's hmm. real interesting. I wonder if there was like a cut scene, not or a stage something costume, like like it feels clothes. like it's a stage costume, but it is her street clothes. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. They've got a double, so it's going to be very easy for him to disappear and reappear because it's not going to be the same person. It'll be Angier disappearing, Root, Root appearing. Cutter says, "I need a month to get him to be you." During that time, Angier and Olivia are working on the act the, itself, right? And kind of fall in the love. pattern. Yeah. Well. Yeah. This is where we get her acting tick. Yeah, did you I catch looked it this for time? it. I, I didn't see when it. he jumps down. So they open the trap door. He jumps down and things and pats it. She just yeah. goes and jumps down. Uh, like, oh, there it is. Nope. Scratch I, your hands I, in. I was typing. I missed. Yeah, it. Yeah, has a little uh, head cock with the one eyebrow up that she does a lot. Interesting. Angier now premieres the new transported man. Not even subtle. Like, oh well, yeah, Cutter's like. Have you thought what we should call the trick? There's no point being coy. Borden calls his trick the transported man. Smash cut to the giant banner that says <laughs> the new Transporter Man. Now, the original Transporter Man that Borden was doing basically was like two cabinets on the stage with yeah. a regular door facing mm-hmm. the audience. These so are two false doors, yeah. Sure. So the new Transporter Man are basically doors in frames. Facing, facing sideways from the audience. Yeah, parallel to the, to when they to the open stage they cover. line. Yeah. Yeah. And when he opens his, it drops a trap door, then Root from underneath the stage has to pull a lever to, go up. to make a, a jump up happen and he pops out the other side making it look like the door opens he passes through one the mm-hmm. other comes out yeah it's it's brilliant and, it's and it, re- works. it works it's <laughs> it works it's really good there we go it works so well he gets a, a thunderous applause sure 
which of course is just eating away at Angier because he he's below the yeah. stage. He bows from, and he says, one cares about the man who disappears, the man who goes into the box. They care about the one who comes out the other side. We'll hear that again. It works. They're celebrating backstage. Except Root is shit-faced, and oh, Cutter yes. kind of yells at him about it. Bloody fool. Get out of that wardrobe and makeup. Anyone could walk in here at any minute. You know, it's such a tenuous grasp on success. As Cutter points out, if one person comes in and sees Root done up as Angier, it's done. Because, like, oh, yeah, you know how that's done? There's a like, and, and then it's over. But isn't it weird? In a little bit, we see Root at a bar obviously post doing the transporter man he's not wearing any real like he should be wearing like a fake beard yeah, but remember out. though this is also 1899 we don't have digital we no, don't have photographs unless you're yeah, I mean, at like, the theater the, okay. the risk was that he's in the same room with angier yeah you know in the same his hair done in the same costume exactly. okay yeah that's fair yeah yeah okay um so now they should be celebrating, but Angier really cannot enjoy his success. Right? Oh, he and is he... brooding, right? So he suggests to Olivia that she has to go join him and spy on him. And you see the hurt on Olivia's face. So I've talked about this, and I cannot remember in what episode, but Ricky Jay is in another movie where this is a central idea, and it, it's a bad choice. It's, the movie is Heist. Oh, yeah, yeah, stars... Yeah. Gene Hackman, and again, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen it, oh, have you seen it? <gasps> but another movie. Oh, that that might be. Oh, ooh, I've got a couple that I'm okay. Ooh. That might go to the list. Well, the exact same thing happened. Gene Hackman sends his girlfriend mm-hmm. to go see Sam Rockwell's character ooh. to to get some intel. Who plays his and, girlfriend? Uh, she's a that lady actress. <laughs> uh, I'm sad to say I don't. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, but if you saw her, you'd be like, oh yeah, she's been in some stuff. Okay, and she's wonderful in it. Is it Piper Paraboo? It is not Piper Paraboo. But, yeah, so his whole idea is, yeah, uh, hey, Olivia, you know how you've been fucking me? Why don't you go fuck him and uh, he get doesn't, the secrets? He doesn't outrightly say that part of it. He's more just like, you know, schmoozer. Yeah, it, right. but, it, but it is implied. Offer what you have. Mm-hmm. Right? Olivia, of course, is like, look, he's going to see through this. This isn't going to work. So Angier's like, well, no, tell him the truth. So basically almost do like a triple cross. You know, say you're du- or. It's a double cross. It's a double cross. She tells him, no, no. No, we've got a scene first. Tesla reveals the device to Angier. They test using his hat. It electrifies. There's a quick flash, but the hat's still there. That's right. It almost looks like it's smoking a little bit. And man, oh man, can they not get him out of there quick enough? I don't understand. Perhaps it would be uh, best if you left us to it. Is there a problem, Mr. Tesla? No, 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 no. Come back next week. uh, Next week, Mr. Tesla? Next week, it'll be fine. Tesla. Great bit of like subtle acting from David Bowie. He's just looking at the hat like it shouldn't be it here. It shouldn't be here. Yeah. What yeah. what the fuck just happened? Like it's such a great little there's disappointment, there's confusion, there's all these emotions happening in that split second you see him just looking at that hat. It's so good. Now PS I, I miss David Bowie. Yeah, I know, right? Uh so now Olivia, we see the approach to Borden. Borden, of course, knows who he is. He gloats, he saw the new transported man once, he knew exactly what it was. He's true, he's top notch. He vanishes, and then he reappears instantly. On the other side of the stage, mute, overweight, and unless I'm mistaken, very drunk. <laughs> it's astonishing, how does he do it? And, and tell me, Olivia, does he enjoy taking his bows under the stage? Savage. Root approaches Cutter and... Blackmails him. Blackmails him, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and, 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 and Jir, I, though, is going to pay. 
He's, yeah, I love Cutter's like, we got to stop doing it. Yeah, we'll do a different. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> he's like, no, no, no. We, so we find out that Borden is about to open a new show directly across the street from Angier. So Angier says, no, listen, pay Root whatever he wants. We'll, we've got to do this until after Borden opens. And mm-hmm. you know, as long as we're still triumphant, then after that, we'll stop doing it. But for the time being, we, you know, we need him. Borden is bribing Root. It, but in like the most subtle way, like, yeah, you know what? I use a double two. Uh, see, I didn't even read. No, no, he was. That was like a subversion. Like he wasn't even. He wasn't even bribing him. Well, he bribed him with the beer. <laughs> well, he does just bribe sit there the and beer. talk yeah, to him. Yeah. But I had a similar trick in my act, and uh, I used a double. Mm, I see. Very good. Well, it was, and then it went bad. What I didn't count on was that when I incorporated this bloke into my act. Yeah, complete power over me. And so we cut to that night at the show. Yep. Angier does the drop. He looks over. Root's just standing there guzzling down some sort of alcohol. Smug. He's going, get up there. He hits the thing. The The part of the trick is that he throws his uh, top hat. Yep. And then, so Angier throws the top hat. Root catches it. Yep. It's on the stage. The audience is just kind of like, what happened? He walks out. Snaps his finger like, oh, I missed it. Oh, well, clumsy me. Now Picks from, it up. Yeah. From their perspective, he still did the trick and reappeared. It's just not instantaneous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Angier is clearly that's not enough to get him to stop doing the trick. Okay. Root's a little bit out of control. We got to rein him back in. Mm-hmm. But he's not going to stop doing it. So now we see it again and it goes real wrong this time. I cannot claim this next feat as illusion. What you're about to see is considered safe. Instead of Angier dropping onto the pads, it's a significant enough drop to, to break his leg. I'd say he's got to be dropping 15. 10, 15 feet Yeah, yeah. Easily. Onto concrete or the equivalent flooring. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and then he looks over, over, and it's Borden, dressed up like the professor. Big, his huge. stage persona, yep. which is a mustache and a Very Van long goatee. Uh, no, Van Dyke is where it connects. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's the, oh this years. is the pure yeah. gan. This is the pure goatee, right? Yeah, it's they're separate. Mm-hmm. This is the first time you see Borden do showmanship on stage when he walks out and he's like, "Oh, I'm not supposed to." Oh, like, and the audience eats it up. Sure, the rival has disappeared uh-huh. in his enemy's show. And man, what a great like! I apologize. There simply is too much magic for my stage at the Pantages across the street. <laughs> Shit. Well, well, that, for, like there's so much over there, it bled over here. Sorry, but of course he turns up sta- upstage and then drops Root, Root who all has been, tied out. Who clearly is not on Root was not part of this plan. <laughs> he didn't but know this was going to happen. Yeah. I, I I read that as Borden got him drunk. Oh yeah, Borden, Borden got him drunk, him out, and tied, him, tied up, him up, put it hung a sound sign around his neck, mm-hmm. and literally like lowered oh, him. Cause on he, a, right, because he's gagged, so yeah, he's obviously yeah, yeah. not part of it. You don't gag a well. Sometimes you gag willing people. Okay, moving on. Uh, <laughs> Listen, we don't kink shame on this. That we don't kink shame. That's true. Uh, now, Angier is, in, is incensed. He's not even really worried about Root, right? But he accuses Olivia of betraying him. I was expecting you sooner. Your message said afternoon. Well, it takes a bit for me to get around these days. Now, she thinks that Borden is oh, yeah, Oli- tricking her. Yeah, so she... He's using her. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so she... She gets the best upper hand at the end of this. You think you can see everything, don't you? The great Danton is a blind fool. His notebook. And you see it on Jacqueline's face, like, 
I then, immediately uh, regret my decision. But then he's stifling through it. And, oh, this is the most painful moment in the movie for me. Yeah. Where she says, It won't bring your wife back. I don't care about my wife. I care about his secret. And yeah. you see it on his face like, shit. I, just I said, said it, but it's true. It's I'm not going to take it back. Right. It's uh, out there. It's so painful. But unfortunately, even though he's got the journal, it does him no good. There's he a, needs a cipher. He needs the cipher, right? Mm-hmm. Which is the key that would decode the, the coding used in the, the journal. He And even if he had the cipher, he'd need more time. Now, from Olivia's perspective, this is not okay. She's basically stolen it for a few hours. And he's it's got to go back. Right. So then we cut to Fallon and uh, Borden in, like, what is that, a workshop, it's, I guess? Yeah, it's yeah, it's very clearly Borden's work. They call it his workshop. Oh, the, where I he's developing, yeah, yeah, he's developing his tricks. And it and is trashed. Right. But Borden sees through it. He knows it's trashed to steal that, and he says... And he's just getting started. So now at this point... Borden's show opens up. Angier follows him after the show while he himself is being trailed by Fallon, who mm-hmm. is clearly armed with a, is it it's a, like a single shot. Yeah, it's a single it's a shot. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. bigger than that, it looks like. But Oh, yeah, there's a uh, shit. I can't there's think There's a the name term yeah. for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, Derringer's weren't always just a little snub nose. There were longer ones. I think Derringer was referring to a single shot. Oh, well, that's Maybe. that's what it was. Well, wait a minute. Hang on. Everything was single shot back then. It was all muzzle loaded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, never mind. Guys, I know nothing about guns. Uh, oh, we know. All right, now. Uh, <sighs> Fucking dare you. So Fallon is, is following Angier, who's following Borden. But Fallon doesn't realize he's walking right into Angier's trap. That's right. So he, he goes up some steps. They're clearly false steps. They fall. He drops into a box. Cutter immediately closes the box on him. Starts, like, hammering it closed. Fallon uh, All right. shoots a hole in the almost in the box. In the box, it Winging hits Cutter, and I love Cutter's. Saves me cutting you an air hole. Yeah, that's great. So now, in Angier's mind, he's got something of value, mm-hmm. and he's going to leverage it. I want your secrets in exchange for your man. You know, uh, before they start talking, Borden walks into the scene, respecting him. I'm impressed. Why is that? You're finally getting your hands dirty. Angier is focused. He wants the secrets to the trick. Mm-hmm. Borden won't budge. He instead gives him the keyword. So basically the cipher for his journal. Right. Now, we don't know what it is. He writes it on a piece of paper. He doesn't read it there. He And he, this is where he says, Which ones you know? He points to it. There's a dirt pile with a shovel in it. A knife! As Angier walks away, Borden starts furiously digging and yelling. Fallon! You hear me? Fallon! Now, at this point, Cutter and Angier are talking through what they've learned. Cutter's in the hospital. Yep. He's in a sling. And Angier's like, look, it went well. Look, we, we got the, we I got loved the keyword. A, but I loved Angier's. How's the arm? Still attached. We laugh now, but it's like, oh, no, that could have been a real yeah, thing. Yeah. He could have lost his arm from a bullet wound back then. Angier passes the piece of paper over. And again, Borden's words were, the key word is the method. Cutter looks at it and he says, what does this mean? We see it, and it's a single word, Tesla. Which explains how timeline C will connect to timeline B. He has clearly gone to America, to Colorado Springs, because that's where Tesla is. Mm -hmm. So now we've merged those two timelines. Right. And Angier says, we're going to America. And Cutter's like, obsession is a young man's game. Sarah is at a table in a restaurant. Borden oh, comes in with, with Olivia, Olivia and Fallon. He seems to be drunk, but he's he's talking about a new trick. He's going to be buried almost, alive each yeah, day. Each day, and also he talks about how he almost lost something very near to him. 
Um, and he, uh, it, oh, you know what we didn't mention earlier hmm. with the baby? When she tells him that she's pregnant and yeah. he says, I love you. Oh, she he says, doesn't say not that today. I, not to, right. Some and this happens again here. Yeah. And she's, and again, it's. So he, the idea is that some days, some days he loves he her. It. Some days he loves his secrets more. Mm-hmm. And some days he, he, she knows when he says, I love you. He doesn't mean it. The first time she says that it is, it's all the more special on the days that it does. She romanticizes it. Sure, sure, sure. She's not going to in a minute. Yeah, that's right. So she's had enough. I mean, it's obvious that she recognizes that Something's Gordon going is on. having an affair with Olivia. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, her face has been rubbed in it. She asks Fallon to escort Olivia home because she says that, you know, her husband is clearly... Uh, in his cups, and they don't, you know, Olivia doesn't need to see that. Mm-hmm. So she says, Bye, Freddie, again, oh. rubbing her nose in it. Freddie. And they kind of have this. Gordon and Sarah have a, a have as civil a fight that you can have. Sure. And, and in a restaurant. And the worst wound is he won't. He won't share his secrets with her. Right. He says the whole thing about I lo- I almost lost something. She says what? Silence. I see more secrets. And and, and I, that's clearly <clears throat> what hurts her the most. And does he say here uh, I love you and she says not today? Mm, I don't think so. Is this I, is I, one I of those times so. okay. Yeah. Now we're back at Angier timeline B which has merged with C. Yes. He's reading Borden's account of Olivia's betrayal. And we get the full full truth here. Holy fuck. His assistant came to us with a proposition. Obviously, Angier has sent her and told her to admit as much. Does he enjoy taking his bows under the stage? He sent me here to steal your secrets, but I've actually come to offer you his. This is the truth. Is it? No, that's what he told me to tell you, the truth. So I loved him, and I stood by him, and he sent me to you like he would send a stagehand to pick up his shirts. I hate him. That. We hear Borden's voice as if he was writing in the journal, which Angier uh-huh. is re- reading. Today, my mistress proves her truthfulness. Not to me, you understand. I've been convinced since she led me to Rue. Today, Olivia proves her love for me to you, Angier. Yes, Angier. She gave you this notebook at my request. And yes, Tesla is merely the key to my diary, not to my trick. Did you really think I'd part with my secrets so easily after so much? Goodbye, Angier. May you find solace for your thwarted ambition back in your American home. And oh my God, Hugh Jackman's crinkling of the diary. So much rage. He, interesting thing that they use this take. Did you notice that he's trying to get his eyes to cry? And one of the ways you can do that is kind of like making the itch up here in your nose. Yeah. And some snot comes down. He rubs it real quick. Oh, I always no. thought it was a tear, but this oh, time I was watching like, oh, that's a, a boog. Oh, <laughs> nice. Now at this point, Angier confronts Allie and Tesla, and he, you know, he says, "Look, you know, you you scammed me. Oh, wait, you wait, were wait. out of money, and I had it, and you took it." We're missing the montage of uh, uh, Borden is admitting that he is falling in love with. Olivia. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yep. that's all right. All the so that's his whole perspective on what happened with Olivia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And a little a little interesting thing when he's sitting there uh in bed with her the kissing, he's flipping his wedding ring. Uh, yeah, right. So he knew that Angier sent her. Mm-hmm. How could he test it? This and that's the moment when he reveals through the diary that, "Oh, I'll have her give Angier the fake you know, the worthless journal." So now I think this voiceover is supposed to be his real diary maybe. Well, there's there the is vo- there is no. Yeah, there's a voice over here. I fall in love with her. Oh, but I think that's all him. 
I, I, I think that's like revealing like, yeah, I fell in love with her and guess what? She loved me. And the test was she needed to betray Angier. Mm-hmm. And the okay. fact that you're reading this, she betrayed you, motherfucker. Yeah. Like <laughs> it goes from this like narrative to he's talking to mm-hmm. Angier, knowing Angier's reading this. Right. Um, but it's so, but it's such a great like reveal in the movie. It's a great moment. Sure. And uh, then Angier, <laughs> like, Almost, I, I wanted to stay away from uh, bringing up their superhero counterparts, but this yeah, is like he almost the most Wolverine, Wolverine he gets yeah. in this movie. He is pissed. Tesla! Tesla! Ally! Ally! Tesla never made the machine like the one I asked for. He never said he had. Well, you let me believe that he had. So again, Storms from, his, mansion. from his perspective, uh, Tesla has, has basically swindled him. He took his money. You know, on a lie, mm-hmm. Tesla's like laughing no, at him the whole time. Sure, Tesla's like, no, no, listen. You know, part of science is we don't understand. Tesla says, look, you know, it doesn't work, so we have to change it, try something different, and try it again. Ellie tells him that they've tried this experiment a dozen times with Angier's hat, and it never worked. So Tesla's going to use Ellie's cat, <laughs> and he brings in the cat, and Ellie goes, "Sir, my uh, my cat." <laughs> like it's a great little thing. That, and then right. Right before they use it, the you are responsible for whatever happens to this animal, Doctor. Well, he really loves this. He cat. really loves the cat. So they they activate the device again. Nothing. Lightning all over the cat. Flash. Nothing. Angier's pissed. He leaves. The cat runs did out you, with him. Did you notice? Allie kind of stoops down to make sure the cat's okay. Takes the collar off of him, almost like, "Hey, you've had a rough time. Let's get this collar off you." Mm, no, I didn't notice that. Yeah, because. When he gets oh right when, when they, he go outside so as Angier leaves there's he hears two different, a strange sound he hears now okay so there's two cats and what we find out here let's just give it, this away from so, the opening image all the top all, hats. all the top hats that it makes a double but it sends it someplace else right right and later Ali will say well we didn't have it calibrated uh-huh. so it implies that maybe you can kind of tune it in like how you, close you've got to be able to for when it, Angier uses it. Yeah, because Allie talks about because there's another delay. They send him away. Like, okay, mm-hmm. look, we've got a handle on it. You know, give now us a, need, yeah. a little more time. But let's just talk about the, these two black cats. Yeah, every animal, as we know from from science, every animal has their own specific scent, just like we do. What are these two cats thinking? Like they're smelling. <laughs> like, wait, that's me. That's me. But you're your, there. But yeah. I'm like those cats have to. Their minds have to be fucking blown. <laughs> Like just like well, wait they a minute. are cats. I mean, <laughs> they don't have foreheads, so that's right. Yeah. Not that, but like that's the noise you hear. The yeah. all that stuff. They're like, wait a minute, hang on. You smell like me, but I'm here. But you're over there. But we're <laughs> and again the Nolan. Like I just wanted one of the cats just <laughs> pass yeah. out. Just like it's too much information. Too much. So again, the 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 kind of staple of Nolan movies is we saw an image at the beginning that makes sense to us now. Yes, all of these top hats in the snow. Every time they turned on the machine, another top hat was created down the hill, mm-hmm. and that's what. It, and they didn't even realize it. They didn't because they never leave the mansion. So sure. Now at this point, Sarah has started drinking. We see her at home with Borden and Jess. Yeah, Jessica comes in the room and says, "Are we going to the zoo this?" No, 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 no. Remember, Daddy has some errands to run. But you promised. I promised, did I? Then go to the zoo. We shall. Borden and Sarah kind of like bicker back and forth. It's. Obviously, early in the in the morning, she pours herself some um, sherry. Yep. He's like, Sarah, what are you doing? We each of us have our voices. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. He said, the only competition for my affections is our little girl. I love you. I will always love you and you alone. 
And she says, You mean it today? Absolutely. Which makes it so much harder when you don't. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, oh, it's brutal. It's brutal. Fuck. So now at this point, Borden and Fallon start discussing Sarah. And Borden asks Fallon to help him convince Sarah that he loves her. Then we see Borden. And also mentions the little girl wants to go to the park. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, and then we see Borden go to see Olivia. Right. And he's totally just like not interested in being there. Oh. And she chastises him in a real kind of asshole way. Yeah. Being like, when you're with me, you're with me. Leave your family at home where they belong. Is a little brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we see Angier at Tesla's lab. So he's going to what he assumes is picking up the final version of the machine. But as he starts walking up the hill, the lab has been burnt to the ground. Oh, because we saw. Before we saw the Edison the hotel, yeah, yeah Edison, Edison thugs, which you recognize, I didn't. Is the guy that yells, "This thing's going to explode!" So they were plants. They were plants. Yeah, they were plants, yeah. I mean, because because from the stage, Allie talked about since Edison started his smear campaign, which was a real which thing. was a real thing, absolutely yeah. a real thing. And you know, we th- there's the old phrase, uh, you know, the winners get, write the history. Right. We're now finding stuff out about both uh, uh, Edison and Henry Ford. Oh, the Edison most, was. Oh, yeah, that one's not. That both, one's a slam dunk. Like, he but, was a but it wasn't person. for a long time. Oh, we oh, didn't yes, know you're right. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're I, right. I say now. I'm talking like in probably the last 20, 30 and years. Are you talking about the fact that Ford was a great admirer of uh, Adolf Hitler? Is yeah. that what we're talking about? Yeah, yeah it's. Uh, yeah. We've been to the Her- uh, Ford the, town uh, in South America. Yeah, we'll just uh, basically enslave a, a, a workforce. Yeah. Well, we we've been to the Henry Ford Museum. Really? In Michigan? No shit. It's great. You get to ride Model Ts. You get to, you know, you get to actually a little try. bit whitewashed. Absolutely. <laughs> They're talking about all these things. Like here's Henry, and I'm like, where's the Nazi propaganda? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's not here. We're just oh. going to ignore that he was a Nazi sympathizer. That's in the B wing. Yeah. Oh, it's B wings closed. No, that's in the C Ohio. Yeah. Oh, dejected. Angier returns to the hotel, um, where the hotel clerk. Uh huh. He's like, oh, uh, didn't tell them about the. The, the box. box. Oh, what's in the box? Uh, the box came Brad with a Pitt, letter. Get out of here. Yeah, uh, a letter from Tesla. Um, and Tesla, even in the letters, trying to warn Angier away, right? But again, there's no stopping him. He's gonna, he's yeah. gonna test that he's got to figure it out. And I mean, like, Tesla isn't does not mince words. He's like, find the deepest part of the ocean and put this box in it. You're yeah, like, it's oh, it's oh. tough. Which is, I understand he has to give it to it for the movie to keep going, but it seemed like. Tesla knew that Addison's men were coming and just let the machine burn. Sure. If yeah. you really think I, it's that bad. I, I I think the idea is that Tesla was honorable and he had taken, he he was not scamming Angier. He took his sure. money with the I, belief that he was pursuing this machine. And maybe he doesn't want to be the master of his fate. He wants to let yeah. him figure out but, his own path. Yeah, it's a yeah. Listen, yeah, he's a I mean, he's a I'm big not, boy. He can make his own mm-hmm. choices. He paid for it. You know. Sure, sure. Yeah. Spoiler: It does not end well for Angier. So Angier goes to test it. So now we're back to timeline A, the present, and Borden in jail reads about Angier's double cross. Oh my God! This is the moment that I went. No one else could make this movie for Christopher Nolan. Yeah. I must leave you, Borden. Yes, you, Borden, sitting there in your cell. Reading my diary, awaiting your death for my murder. Because we've gotten the double cross, and now, and then we get the triple cross with Scarlett Johansson. Now it's a quadruple cross. Fucking new, brilliant! And it's and it's. Hey, I know you're reading this in jail for on my, trial for my murder. Yeah. And he, Christian Bale's look like. What, what, am I, I being punked? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
he calls out Owens. He says, this is fake. And Owens is like, I assure you it's not. The provenance of the journal is clear and under no doubt. And it's written in Angie's own hand, of which we had numerous examples. Borden gives Owens two-thirds. Right. So he's giving him the secrets of all of his tricks, but only... Not the prestige, just not the... Not the prestige, the just pledge the, and the turn. Mm-hmm. Yep. He does hold out one bargaining chip. Basically, bring my daughter, bring Jess here so I can see her, and I'll give you the prestige. Including for the transported man. Yes. And does... Who says Lord Caldwell... Lord Caldwell. ...is going to bring him? Does either one of them, or nope. is it not No, we don't hear... The, no, no. Okay. That's later. That's with Cutter. I thought for, it was mentioned here, too. No, no. no. All right. Um, so now we see Borden, oh, Borden and Sarah fighting. Fallon takes the daughter away. They're arguing back and forth. Olivia doesn't mean anything, all these things. And at the end, she's like, just tell me what you want me to do. Like, we've all been in an argument where sure. at some point you're just like, just tell me what to say. Tell me what to say yeah. so we can be done with this. Yep. And she says, do you love me? Not today. No. So then we see her very dispassionately walking through his workshop. This is a tough scene because you don't see it coming. Uh, what? I, I was not surprised. I, I, you weren't surprised, I, but you weren't expecting it to be so... Meta thinking, I'm like, well, he's in jail and her his daughter is going to be an orphan. Something, so sure, something yeah, happened. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you don't expect it in this scene. He's just kind of walking through the, the workshop and then suddenly you just hear a thunk, and you see all the birds chitter for a second, come back down, shot of Sarah yeah. has hung First herself. a shot, though, of just her hands. I mean, it's it's a, it's a really well done. It's beautifully it's really shot, well but it's, you know. Shot. Yeah, I mean, it's a suicide, so it's... it's well, yeah, 100%. So now we've got Cutter has been summoned to an abandoned theater. This is still timeline B, mm-hmm. right, so the history. He meets with Angier, who's returned. Mm-hmm. Angier wants to do one last show. And 100 shows. 100 shows only. And it, and it almost, he, he doesn't say it, but it's, I got the sense he's trying to entice Borden, right? He's trying to draw him in. I guess. And right. uh, Cutter points out. Line stage hands, I like it. <laughs> you always had a good eye for publicity. Angier is insistent. He only wants Cutter for front of house. Yeah, he does. I don't want you in back of house with a- this one. Absolutely. And he's insistent on it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yet again, another that guy actor, the person who owns this theater, shows up. Yeah. He's like, all right, let's see the trick. He walks towards the lightning. The flash happens. He's gone. And he's like... That's it, Cutter? He simply disappears? That's not a trick. But he has to come back. There has to be a... A prestige? Exactly. Pardon me. It's very rare to see real magic. This is Edward Hibbert. Who's yeah. a little bit of a that guy actor? Wasn't he on Frasier? Wasn't he the the guy who had the not not bull not the or not bull or bulldog? Did you watch Frasier? He was Gil Chesterton on what? On Frasier. Yeah, I didn't watch Frasier, but TV. He was on Fantasy. Oh, that was the '98 Fantasy Island. Oh no! Oh, he's only got six. Only only got sixty nine credits. But but um, but he's you a, he's see a this guy and you go, oh, yeah, it's that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Olivia and Borden are sitting someplace. I guess a looks restaurant. Looks like dinner. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a dinner. And Borden's just like, yeah, whatever. Sarah's dead. And boy, Olivia gives it to her. You married her. Yes. You had a child yes. with her. Part of me. Part of me did, but the other part didn't. The part that found you, the part that's sitting here right now. I love you. No, Olivia, I love you. That's the truth. You could be in some other restaurant with some other woman right now talking about me that way. It's inhuman to be so cold. 
gets up and leaves. That's when she realizes that he clearly he must not love anything. Right. right. So she leaves, and I think this is the last time we see her in the movie. Yes? Yeah. 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 So obviously she just she lives. Good mm-hmm. for her. She, <laughs> unlike the other two women yeah, here. Unlike another movie that Scarlett Johansson's in. Oh, too soon, you son of a. All right. So now Borden is at Angier's show. Yes. Um, Borden Angi- sees a new Angier's patter, um, setting up the trick, clearly references back to Julia in the water tank. Oh, right. His first trick that he does. And and you it cuts to Borden. You see Borden be like, Remembering. Yep. He's like, right, Yeah, I killed your wife. I'm sorry. So the curtain comes up and it reveals this really futuristic set powering Tesla's box at the center of it. Right? Mm hmm. Lightning is going in the center. It's almost like the the things at Spencer's Gifts. Remember that? Yeah, the the glow. Yeah, yeah, the little, yeah. But it's just going in one part of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He steps into it. The machine runs. He disappears. Which of course we know, recognize he's dropped through a trap door. They show it real quick. They show Borden see the trap door. Mm, that's right. Borden recognizes it because in a second, when Borden and Fallon are arguing about it, he says the only thing we know is that he uses a bloody trap door. That's right. Why can't you figure this trick out? Like he is mad at yeah. Fallon that Fallon can't figure it out. So the so of course the turn is not what makes it special. The 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 disappear the prestige but is the thing. Literally like a second later he's not just at the back of the theater but he's like he's in the all the way at the top. Yeah. And that's another thing. There. Yeah. That's another thing 50 important. meters or yeah, yeah, whatever in in 1 second. Yeah. It, it it's amazing. So now we get to see Borden obsessed and again he to your point he so he's arguing with Fallon he's got to figure out what is Angie doing. Mm-hmm. Fallon is Kind of spying on the blind stagehands. They every night they transport the box. So actually, I'm, I take it back. The futurist exact didn't have the box. The box is like the container that's got all the pieces of because it's that open. Yeah, and they're moving something. Fence. They're moving something. Well, well the, covered in in. Well, in, that's the box. But what it is is it's the whole setup. All the equipment fits into it. No, no, it's not the box. It's it's something covered in a tarp. And it makes a <gasps> sloshing noise. Oh Jesus Christ! You're oh, realizing what it is I now, I assumed don't you? that was like I assumed like the box was so special that like they won't leave it at the theater. No, mm-hmm. you're right. Every night after performance, this clo- tarp covered tarped thing. And the is only taken clue away. we get is when it goes down the ramp. At, when it stopped, you hear just a little slosh, <sighs> and then it goes on to the thing. Um, <laughs> for those of you who haven't watched the movie, you'll understand when we get to it in oh, a minute. Oh my God! Why Todd is reacting oh, like my this? God. It's so good. It's Holy so shit. dark. It's so good. Um, um, now we see a playbill for the real transported man, and Borden's ready to quit. And he's talking to Fallon. He's like, hey, listen, we're just going to walk away from it. We're just, we're just going to quit. doesn't matter. He's got the trick. We don't care. We don't need it. Very we're interesting done. that we only see Borden in this scene. Sure. Hmm. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about we'll it in a second. Because yeah. uh, I've got real thoughts about like, okay, so this one KC. is. Now we've previously merged timelines C and B. Now we're going to merge timelines B to the very beginning of A. So we see the show that was we were seeing at the beginning, Borden in the audience. He right. gets up it's, on stage. It's, well, it's what's weird about this is that Borden says, I don't want you going to the show anymore, to Fallon. Mm, sure. But then Borden goes to the show. Um, it's very strange. So now in this telling, we see that in the first time we see it, it made it the way it was shot and the narrative that we're given is it seems like Borden is part of this. In this one, he is very confused by Angier being in this water. Sure. And so, he's, he tries to break well, it. He can't yeah, do it. So, and then Cutter comes down, tries to break it. We see Hugh Jackman, or we see uh, Angier, sadly, succumb drown, to yeah, the water. Which is the second great bit of acting, right? Mm-hmm. We saw Piper Parabo do it. Now we see Hugh Jackman do it. And that's it's a little bit horrifying. It's really well done. Yeah. So now we have a single timeline. We're continuing forward. 
Borden was on trial. Now he's convicted. He's sentenced to death. Mm-hmm. Owens has appeared to take possession of the items. Lord Caldlow Lord Caldlow has bought the whole lot. Cutter wants to buy the show. I'm sorry. Cutter wants to buy the box. Um, he also want wants to, to meet Caldlow. Lord Caldlow. He wants to deliver the box. He wants to meet Caldlow first. Right. And, and Owen deliver- says no. He says no, but you're going to deliver it. I suppose if in the course of your delivery arrangements, your paths were to cross, I can't stop you speaking your mind. It's total loophole. It's yeah, such yeah, a it great really bit is. of Because he's not, the, the interesting thing is, Owens isn't friends with any of these people. He's no, literally he's a business Kobayashi person. from yeah. The Usual Suspect. He's literally, he's literally just... Literally a, a go-between. Yeah, so yeah. that's why he's just like, yeah, if you guys meet, I don't yeah, care. I don't care, yeah. I know there's something going on here, but I don't Yeah, I don't shit. care. So Lord Caldlow Lord Cordlow. and Jess visit the jail. Yep. Um, and as, of course, Borden is so happy to see his daughter, as he stands up and he starts to thank Caldlow. He, Lord Cordlow. He says, You must be Lord Caldlow. Cordlow. Yes, I am. Hugh motherfucking Jackson. And Jeer. I always have been. Oh, Holy my shit. God, what a great I, twist. I mean, the... Did the, you see it coming at all? No. No. Oh, yay. No. That's so good. It's Oh, brilliant. I didn't either the first time. I, yeah. I gasped when yeah. I was like, wait, what's happening? Um, And unfortunately, Borden is... He's definitely lost, so he's perplexed. Uh, uh, Angier Caldo, whichever one we want to call him. I'm which continuing he, to call him Angier. But he is Caldo because he says earlier to yes, his wife, the Angier whole thing. is a fake, even that's yeah, a fake. That's yeah, what sure. the fake thing is, is that he has all this money. From the start, That's sure. why his wife gets buried in a ca- in, in with From all the rich people. Yeah. He has money, he's just hiding it. Yep. It's because so... he promised his family because magic was seen as low class. Like sure, sure. They didn't want him to embarrass the family. Mm-hmm. Borden at this point is basically, he's desperate, right? Well, Caldo says, And I win. That's right. And Borden's response, You win. This ain't a bloody competition anymore, Angie. This is my little girl's life. And don't use that. Put her in the middle of this. He is like, yeah. fucker, we're done. He, but we're, he's basically begging. Yeah, he says, he you gives can fix him, this whole he thing. He gives yeah. him the secrets. He mm-hmm. goes, here, the prestige for all of them. And in the greatest fuck you in the movie... Angier rips them up and doesn't without even looking at them, basically throws them into the mm-hmm. wind. Uh, he I, could care less. I, I really like the moment here where he's yelling, you know, you know, this is my life. You could end this right now. And the guard comes up and just a listen, listen, that man, listen, that man is the one I'll make you a kill. You die first. Shut up and stop talking. The this guy is- that I was convicted of killing, it's him. And if yeah. he's there, then I'm not I, guilty. And yeah. of course. Of course, they give him all the due that they should, which is none at all. Mm-hmm. Right? So now Angier and Jess return to Angier's Caldlow's, Caldlow's uh, mansion. Gorgeous estate. Of course. Now, Cutter is there because he delivered the stuff, and he just wanted to, to meet this guy. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, when Angier greets him, Cutter, of course, it's, it's Angier. How is it you're still alive, Robert? I saw you on a slab, for God's sake. Cut to Fallon visiting Borden in jail. Borden tells Fallon that he has to go live his life in full. Mm-hmm. And Take care of Jess. I'm sorry about Olivia. I'm sorry about, about Sarah. Sarah. And you're like, wait, what? Why yeah, and then I was like, both? oh, did and then I was like, oh, did Fallon love Sarah from afar? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then as Borden is led away, we hear Fallon talk for. So I didn't remember him talking at the beginning, but very he quietly says, he says, "Good boy." So we cut to Cutter and Angier are putting the transported man machine in some abandoned theater warehouse thing like it seems like 
Angier is going to hide it away for all time. Yep. And Cutter's finally like, how did you do it? And we find out, best twist in this movie. It's not magic. It's 100% science. Yeah. He creates a duplicate of himself every night. And then we also see what happened the first time. The very first time he walked in. Which he had a gun ready. He was thinking something that terrible happened. he would kill himself. Right. But, of course, the machine activates. He's fine. And 20 feet away, is a, a duplicate of him appears horrified. And it's not even he, a du- It's literally him, oh, like we were talking about with the cat. It's just, it's him. It's not like... Well, it's not the same mind. They're both they're two different minds. Because but it, the one that he sees is panicking because he looks at the gun. Uh-huh. And the new... No, no, wait. Bam. No, shoots yeah. him. Um, and, man, when Hugh Jackman says the thing about, you don't know what it was like to walk onto that platform every night and not know if I was going to be the man in the box... Or the man but, who appears. Yeah. It, it's, so it, it says that like it's not like a, a perfect science, if we want to use that word, sure. of you walk in there, you then get transported there. No, Sometimes. No, my, well, my assumption is, you know, if I'm following rules of like science fiction, if I create a clone of me, the me that falls into the water, I'm dead. Now, there's a clone that has all my memories up to that point that's mm-hmm. over there. But the one that I, the body I'm living in right now, I'm dead. So, but th- no, but that's what he says. You don't. He didn't know which where he was where he was going to end up. Yeah, but every time, every time. So mm-hmm. my take on that is every time the the consciousness that stepped into the machine dies every single night. Mm, then how he, would he know the trick was still happening? Well, because he, if it's no, a no, new no. consciousness up he, here, no, no. But he knows everything that's happened up until that moment. He's mm, he's okay. a, he's an exact copy. So he, he has everything that he has until the moment that the copy's created. Gotcha. So he recognizes, and then he's like, oh, geez, okay, well, I guess I got to keep this going until, and clearly he's doing this until he can get bored and he can lure him in to, to, to be framed for his murder. Yeah. murder. So as... Uh, Cutter pretty much as tells we him realize, to go fuck himself. I mean... Yeah, yeah, and he leaves. and then He a, does not miss words here. Take a minute to consider your achievement. I once told you about a sailor who described drowning to me. As he said, it was like going home. I was lying. He said it was agony. And he he leaves, and as he's leaving, we see Fallon start walking in. And, like, I love the little, like, Cutter and Fallon walk by each other, and Cutter just kind of gives him a nod, like, have fun. Go get him. This is the point. So this is the point. I talked about at the beginning. I never realized the whole Cowdlow is is who he is for real. Yeah, this is the moment where I realize it because he calls out to Cutter using a British accent. Mm. If Angier was the real version of him, he would have said Cutter. Instead, he says Cutter. Angier is the uh, oh, Cowdlow sure. British accent. Angier is, is a, real. Is a fake. The American accent sure. was fake. Oh, such Jesus. so amazing. And we're not done with the twist yet. Oh yeah, no, it's not Cutter, but it is Fallon shooting him. Fallon walks out of the shadows, and oh, it's, it's Borden. Borden. But wait, we literally just saw we see we see Borden drop. So he he gets hanged. So we're we're, we're we skip that. We skip that. We he gets that's hanged. The only, and we skipped you know a major character well, dying. No big deal. Do you have anything to say? Bam, and he's dead. Yeah, and also right before that, did you catch what he said to the uh, to the constable? Are you watching closely? From the beginning, right? and the constable's like. He's horrified because he saw what happened last time, right? Yeah. For all he knows, he's going to switch places and he'll be uh, in the news. (laughs) Angier, 
Again, I got to call him what we've been calling him. Sure, that's fine. Angier is shot by Fallon slash Borden. It's Borden wearing the Fallon coat. Right. That's the only thing. Everything that's true. else is. That's true. And he's like, I saw you die. I don't understand. And we now, find out, like at the end of Memento, where everything is revealed, mm-hmm. we see what happens. So what's the twist? Twins. Just Fucking like, twins. Just like just Cutter told him. Cutter's like, it's a it's twin. A double. It's a double. Yeah. And even Borden told us. But, but wait. Borden Olivia told pointed out, Olivia pointed out it can't be twins because oh, Borden yeah. lost two fingers and both of those guys had missing fingers. Oh, and this is the most uncomfortable scene in the movie. Oh, him putting the wood chisel a on chisel, it. Yeah. Oh. But, but, well, I'm sorry. That's actually not the... The worst is when you realize that he has to do the fingers one at a time. Mm-hmm. So so he's got a piece, a piece of wood in his mouth to clench. Mm. So he chops off half of one finger and then... Borden's got to put his hand over Fallon's hand again because they're lining up exactly where it is. Mm-hmm. He's got to go, th- go through. Can you imagine? He's got to go through that again. <laughs> Holy, I'm going to say it right now. If that happened with our podcast, I'm not doing it. No, so like no, if no. our, okay, I just want to. No, no, oh, no, 100%. Yeah. Okay, okay, all right, go. Um, so, man, the thing I want to ask is, so. Oh, so this is the, this is the circle back. The greatest trick from when we see the Chinese magician at the beginning, is not what happens on stage. It's the fact that that he's so devoted to his craft that he has to live his life forever as this decrepit man because the second that he drops it, the magic's gone. And the the, the interesting twist with these two is, Andrew says it, you were Fallon. He says, sometimes. Sometimes I was Fallon, sometimes he was. So you get that why some days he didn't love Sarah, some days he did, and why he's not interested in hang out with Olivia in that one scene. My question is who died? It doesn't matter. It does they're interchangeable. No, no, no. no. Who it, it, it is very important um, I, well, I think I think that Jess I think that Jess's father died. Yep. I do too. Um but I don't know if that if Jess's father was the one who lo- The only thing I don't know. Oh, you know what? Jess's father I don't think was the one who loved Sarah because he apologizes first for Sarah. But would he would he sleep with Sarah? Well, on the nights he, that he's being born? Ha- he'd have to. Would like, he? I, th- I think, so I think it's a better twist and it's more painful if... That it, Jess's father died, but that it's... It's the man it's, who loved Sarah. It's Sarah's Borden? Oh, yeah. okay. I never I think thought about that I way. mean, look, it's purely speculation. But it's clear that that is truly well, Jess's father We just father need to get a, an interview with Christopher <laughs> Nolan. Yeah, I'm sure we can get that. No big yeah. deal. He's yeah. not doing anything right yeah, now. It's totally fine. Uh, so now... Cutter's voiceover returns again, talking about the three things that every trick needs. So, right? yeah, Angier expires. He dies. And as he's dying, he kicks over uh, an oil lamp. Yep. Fire starts in there, and then Ang- and then Cutter's oh. voiceover happens. Sure, sure. As we see Fallon kind of looking across this building burning. Borden. W- Borden, sorry. <laughs> the camera pulls back, and we see... Every night, this big thing that they were wheeling out, we see a we see just one of them, but it's almost like the Ra- Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. You see like a whole row of them lined up. Sure, it's a tank with a dead Angier in it. Uh-huh. So every night, times. Or, hundred times. Well, I don't know if it was. Uh, well, however, however many nights minus one, he did it right because the one that Borden took the bait, he's not there. Jesus. Every other time, they took away this sealed box with a dead Angier in it. And just stuck it away. In stuck a it in this warehouse, and, and that, that's that's the mind fucking blown moment in a movie full of mind. And what's so blown. great is that there's three in a row. Like we get the twist with oh, Angier, yeah. oh, but then I, we get the hey, this is the real twist that there were doubles. Well, I'm sorry. The moment that the first reveal in the journal happens uh-huh. when when Borden is 
taunting Angier. I was like, sure, holy sure. shit, that was good. I was like, little did I know that was fucking <laughs> that, nothing. That was like the smallest was, piece yeah. of it. Yeah. And yeah. Movie. Holy shit. So, Casey, let me say unequivocally, I see why you have talked about this movie as long as I've known you. This movie is fucking amazing. <laughs> and I think I'm with you. This is the best Christopher Nolan movie. Hands down. Oh, my God. Easily the best Christopher Nolan movie. Oh, all right. Well, let's go to Only second to, I, I really think Interstellar does not get as much love as it needs to. That one's a tough one as well. That's a bit inaccessible. The, the science is a little dense in that one. But but the great thing it's is a great science movie. is yeah. real. It, the, oh, no. it, it is I think which is why science it's, yeah. fiction. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like right. super sciency. Sure, sure, sure. I really like the movie. All right. Um, um, okay, so then there's a post credit scene where Wolverine gets his adamant Todd. Oh, no. No, I mean no, where Batman a, finds yeah, nope. the cape. Todd. Oh, no. All right. Where where Black, Black Widow. Casey. No, no. no. Right. Where Claw isn't actually dead. Oh. <laughs> no. Oh, I forgot about Claw. Right. First of all, how dare you both? Yeah, fine. Where Jareth steals another babe. No, that doesn't happen. Either. All right. All right. That um, one went over your head, didn't it? It totally did. Uh, Labyrinth. Oh, that's right. Yes. Damn. Yes. Damn. Yeah. Have we talked? We've talked about Bowie and the MCU, right? Like, where would, if he was still alive, where would we want him? If he wasn't too old, Adam Warlock, I think he'd, he'd be interesting there. Uh, what about at age appropriate? Would he make a cool Doctor Doom? Ooh. See, you mm. you know that you've got to watch Labyrinth and I go. Do need to, okay, okay, that's it. Okay, because well. he is this big in the movie. He's oh, all, all right. over the place. It's so good. All right, all right. So uh, we got a couple questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Hey, uh, Todd. Yes. Oh, God. Who is your MVP? <laughs> Fuck. Do you start at the beginning of the cast and just work your way down? Because uh, so. Oh, oh, wait, before we get to yeah. there, you asked who's the antagonist. Who, who's, the, who's the protagonist? Who's the antagonist? I say the protagonist is Borden. The protagonist is Borden. The antagonist is 100% Angier. Except Angier he, dies at the end. But Angier, his motivation for doing all of it was revenge. Oh, sure. Borden yeah. accidentally killed his wife. I can, I can see that. He's not a hero. No, no, no. I can see that. Yeah, I think okay. it, yeah I'm fair I, with that. But it, the great thing is, up until that last turn, you're rooting for... Angier. And then you're like, oh, wait, no, he's the bad guy. Yeah. Oh, shit. That just killed the hero. It's, listen, it's magical. Yeah. Okay. Magical. So who's your MVP? Uh, I kind of like Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Because he, he almost never. serves like as a stable through line, which is, you know, he's never obsessed. Pretty much what he, he does in every in single. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, look, whoever, whoever you say, I'm going to say, yeah, I agree. So who do you, who's yours? I think it's I think it's Bale because sure. he's pulling. He, sure. he's Listen, literally again, doing I'm a magic trick yeah. the entire movie by playing Fallon. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. And he, like I said, the first time I watched this, I'm like, oh, that's Bale, but I don't know why that's, that's Bale. Bale. Yeah, yeah. Um, Casey, who is your favorite character? Allie. <laughs> I just love. He is fun. He's yeah, so he's fun. fun. He's like, hey, I'm doing magic. I'm doing science. Woo-hoo. I think, and I hope that I hope that this is genuine. I think mine is going to be Borden because he is after the pure art. Sure. Right? He, like, he is a true he's magician. He's a purist, yep. right? Yeah. So 100% I'm hoping, agree. Yeah, but uh, okay, either way. Hey, Todd, what's the best scene? Uh, it's It's got to be the reveal of Fallon is Borden and the fact that they were twins and the fact that the the one who was the most devoted, devoted to the art 
had the simplest trick. They were twins, which Cutter told us from the start. In a movie full of reveals, I feel like that one hits the biggest. Uh, I think that's a great scene. I think the best scene might be the uh, the first time Angier does the the new transported man, and it works. The one where with the the new with the with, with the, the with the product with the producer. I'm not not then, but when he does it in the stage, oh, in because the stage. Oh, sure. you see Borden's like, I see the trap door. Oh, how did that? I don't know. Oh, when he appears, he yeah, genuinely yeah. does yeah. not know how the trick is done. Yeah, that's good. And it, you see the frustration for maybe the first time in this movie, because uh, he's because uh, Borden's always like, oh, it's this, there's this, there's sure. this is happening, there's this. And that was a nice mirror image to when Angier was obsessed before. I have to this greatest trick I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I have to know. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Casey, what is one scene that you would cut? Nothing. There's yeah. nothing in this movie I would cut. You can't. Well, that, yeah, I would say not only would I not, you shouldn't because it's so carefully. I mean, I can't. So I wonder. There's I, no fat on this movie. So he, Nolan does not get um, editor credits. Um, I'm no. sure he helps shape I, that. But I, I think it's the same guy who edited Memento for him. I mean, that. I think in a lot of ways, I think the editors are the unsung heroes because they've got a. They've got to actually make it make sense on the sure. screen. And especially something as complex as this. I, mean, I think he doesn't get editor credit because of union rules, but I'm sure. You, I'm, Nolan's probably in the, in editing, the editing room. Bay, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, I think that's fair. That's fair. Hey, who's yeah. the actor having the most fun? <sighs> so, oh, wait. Or do you agree with me that there's nothing to go? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. no, 100%. So uh, who's the actor having the most fun? Um, you know, I, I want to say Bowie, but he doesn't look like he's having fun. Maybe this one for me is Cirque, is Andy Circus. Oh yeah, he's having he's a lot ha- of fun. He's having a blast. I think it's Jackman. You think so? Especially when oh, he's playing Root. Yeah, <laughs> I was just about to say that. Jackman is Root. 100%. Jackman is Root. But also, think about when when was this movie? Two thousand two thousand six. So we pretty much just knew him as Wolverine. He might have sure, done sure. What's someone the one, like the you. News one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is, I, I am a sucker for a romantic comedy. Yeah. And that's that's a great one. You know, don't you think when he's root, he's even making fun at himself and his profession a little bit? Sure, of course. Yeah. Anytime someone plays a pompous actor, the, they are making fun of their yeah, yeah. their craft. That's, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, you know. So I love circus, but you're right that that one's fun, especially in those moments too. because because he gets the to nose, show the teeth, <laughs> yeah, the boisterousness of it. Oh. But he gets to show that he can be funny. Mm-hmm. And he gets to show that he can be a leading man because he doesn't really get to do that in X Men. Sure, sure. He's just sure. an action star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. All right. Uh, what well, do we get next? What was the IMDb score for this again? Um, 85? 85, yeah. 8.5 mm, out of 10. 95. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I, yeah. And I don't know how you, talking about swinging for the fences, the it complexity is. of this, but they he lands it. Like it. He gets everything he needs to. So as you start putting the pieces together, there's no like, but what about... And there's none of that. And the only reason it's a 95 is because it is so complex, it is not accessible to everybody. Sure, sure, sure. And that is not a fault of the movie, but it makes it tough to be For a broad 100%. appeal, 95? Mm-hmm. In terms of, look, if you're, if you you're ready... 100%. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. This is this is one of my favorite movies. It's yeah. so good. It makes total sense to me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm looking at things differently now that I've seen this movie. I mean, it's that good. It's that good. I cannot wait for you to watch it again. You're yeah. gonna catch, oh, I'm going to have to. Yeah. There's stuff you know, that we didn't even talk about you know what this makes? Catch. You know what this makes me want to watch again? What? Memento. Like, 
Because because yeah. I don't have as many. I've had I got a couple reps, but not like. Deep, but now I'm like, oh, what else will I get if I go back and watch Memento? You know, a shitload mm-hmm. more. Yeah. Dad's breakdown. Uh, I don't think it'll hold my kids' attention. Uh, same. Same. Yeah. There, there's nothing objection. Uh, if they're mature enough to to handle to, the suicide, to, handle the, yeah. the the on-screen deaths. Yeah. If but if they're mature enough to follow the complexity of the story, they're probably mature enough to handle what's happening there. You know what? I I'd say probably 13, 14, I might sit the bean down and be like, "All right, we've watched movies. We're now going to watch a yeah, film." Yeah, that's fair. Especially since she finds Hugh Jackman very handsome, which how could you not? He's a um, goddamn I find handsome man. Hugh Jackman very handsome. Yeah, that's right. We're not going to pick a new. We're not going to pick a new movie. You're yeah. not going to tell me you decided not to. I, I'm not. Unless I, you, I no. I you have want some. To. Nope. I nope. have some. I've got some really interesting ideas that I'm very happy about. Oh, you know what would be fun? Can you figure out what your what what the movie is by the next recording and start sprinkling in? Oh, hints let's see. A of week, it? So a week from today? Or, yeah. yeah, I think so. Okay. Figure think it so. out and then I'll you la- can start. I'll la- I will say this. You've set the bar very high. <laughs> Unlike, because this isn't going to work. So so we've talked about what's going to be next season. We won't be able to. But this season, the one of us has seen it, one of us hasn't. Mm-hmm. And it feels like these should be, wait, you haven't seen this? you Because everyone has, has had that conversation with a friend. Sure. Wait, you haven't seen such and such? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, you got to see it. And uh-huh. that's what this season of Patreon is. Sure. Okay. Should right. we call the season the, wait, you haven't seen that? Season? Yes, 100%. <laughs> that's the new tagline. Yes. Awesome. So next episode, we'll do episode two of, wait, you haven't seen that? That's correct. That's awesome. There we go. That's what we'll do. Okay. So, uh, hey, Todd, where can people find you on social media should they wish to find you and should you wish to be found? If all of those clauses are satisfied, uh, I write about a variety of topics, both geeky and non, at my website, which is tmpinsyr.com. Uh, also on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at TMP and SYR. Casey, yes. similarly situated, mm-hmm. social media, where you at? On Twitter, I am not Ryan Casey. On the Instagrams, not dot Ryan Casey. You can also follow our Instagram account, which is SuperPodHeroCast. And if you'd like to talk to Todd or I, but let's be honest, Maybe I'm the other you. one who looks at it. That's right. You, you can email you, us. Anything that's important, you tell me. <laughs> This is true. You can email us at superpodherocast at gmail.com because... Only Cap writes letters. Tony. Uh, so also, obviously, if you're listening to this, we're on patreon.com slash TSPHC. Thank you already for supporting us. Mm-hmm. Um, we appreciate that. We're doing some planning around some of our gear. I think we're looking at some microphones, trying to get a better sound for, for the episodes. Sure, sure. Um, we're really loving this bonus content. We've talked about... Another idea, f- uh, just last night we recorded episode two of season three, mm-hmm. and we got an idea for... Uh, oh, yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. So um, that might be coming our way. Coming yeah, that'll be coming soon. your way as a non-part yeah, of this season. It, yeah. It's, is it a bonus for the bonus? Yeah, just, uh, hey, yeah, you're, you're, in, the, you're in the army. Uh, you're in the, come check you're in the out. club. Um, also, facebook.com slash superpodherocast. Mm-hmm. So knowing that we've thanked you for supporting us and continuing to support us, we'd love to beg that favor just a little bit further. You know, sure. tell one friend about this. I mean, this word of mouth is how this spreads. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, entering our third season here, <laughs> it's hard crazy. to believe, but <laughs> a lot of fun. Uh, and we wouldn't be here without people listening to us. So thank yeah. you. 
Music in the episode, uh, as with all of our content, is provided by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. He's a very talented guy. He puts out a lot of stuff available for free and asks for a little plug. So uh, go check him out. Throw him a couple bucks. We've done that. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, show your appreciation for what he's doing. Yeah. All right. So, Tom, that was a movie. That was a movie. Oh, yeah. So that'll do it for the Super Pod Hero Cast for this week. For Casey Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Two and two, two episodes and two nights. Is a, it's a, yeah. So that'll do it for the super. <laughs> so that'll do it for the super pod hero cast for this week. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan. For Casey Ryan, I'm Todd Panic. Be heroic. Moderator Bob Brown. Hey, that was fun. Oh, the one who who shot yes, herself. On- and it's it's rough, really? but it is great she's so, so sounds good delightful oh yeah it's not a feel-good movie yeah. at all but it's uh tracy letts is um her boss in it okay it's it's i feel like i should know who that is too. Uh, he's a playwright okay but it's uh, really good yeah really good yeah. okay let's not see. like oh yay it's not like <laughs> hey honey let's sit down for a date night movie right mm. <clears throat> we're gonna go nice and like yeah just have we're just gonna have yeah fuck it we'll do it live We'll do it live. <laughs> All right. Oh, hello. Hello. And welcome to the Super Pond Hero Cast. <laughs> yep. Yep. Bloober. Yeah, let's try that. Over. <laughs> let's try that again. <laughs> Good Lord. Bless nope. you. Oh. Are you allergic to this movie? I might. No, it's a good movie. Oh, God. I hope not. All right. Nice mum and shots, by the way. That's all staying in. What was well, mum and shots? You're like the beast. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a stage term? I don't know. Mum and shots were a uh, uh, mask work group in the 70s. Oh, okay. All right. They were on the Muppets. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. So the color. Okay. So I've. Stand by. Okay. Everything's okay. Oh, no. All right. Stand by. Oh, this is. Oh, well, I will. Uh, Gord was. <laughs> I Why does this always happen to mine? Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. The look Andy Circus gives, like, hey, you want this? Does that happen uh, there? Yeah, that okay. happens there. Yeah. Um, now, I have notes this okay. time, Todd. Yep. Jesus, I am having trouble with oh, word okay. retrieval. And this you're not be- very far into that beer. <laughs> that's that's um, not good. Just had another realization. I never thought about the fact she's buried with like high end people. Oh yeah, because oh, that's, that's a like mausoleum. Because yeah. Codlow, because of the money that Hugh Jackman secretly has. Sure, uh, you're not sharing that now. No, no, this is oh, all going to get cut. But cut, that's okay. why I started with. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my god, this movie it's so good. I know. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> TSPHC Army uh, Casey just had a real revelation on his 200th watch. Another thing he just I'm realized. Fucking it's a great right movie. Now. Oh God! All right, so I'm so glad you like this. It's a great movie. I was watching this going, yeah, I see why you've been you've been talking about this movie for almost, years, <laughs> almost since we met. Well, pretty much like people are like, yeah, Batman. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Batman yeah, begins the great. Prestige. But have you seen the Prestige? <laughs> and I think actually that's what you did to me. Okay, <laughs> like, yeah, they're fine. So, okay, guys, what mic do you use? I don't think that is. I think you can totally do that. No, right, I'll do it. Yeah, not right now. I, I like the way you sound. I, I would. I, I was watching you while you were asleep. I mean, I, mean, I was there when you were unconscious. I mean, <laughs> I really like how your voice is sound. <laughs> what right. microphones are you using, David Bowie? He's just staring at the. Uh, it's that damn fire. mustache. The mm-hmm. <laughs> what the fuck are you catching in there?
Is it krill? <laughs> like a like a baleen whale? 